This episode of Limit Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Gigapantsu of Excalibur, Papa Cooldown of Balmung, and Prismatic Illusion of Leviathan. Thanks so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. Are you ready to fight for fame, glory, and honor? Then come to Uldah for the Syndicate's new event titled Adventurer Mysteries Warzone. Adventurer Mysteries Warzone, or AMWAS, is a massive battleground filled with 100 bloodthirsty adventurers in a free-for-all fight to the death. The winner takes home boundless pride, tons of catgirl admirers, and of course, giant bags of gill. The 99 losers get shame and disgrace for the 10 seconds while they bleed out on the hot sand. You'll fight player unknowns aplenty in this death match, but the key to taking home the gold is survival in the harsh Thanalan desert. There's no entrance fee, so all you have to lose is your life. Do you have what it takes to win AMWAS? Sign up today. I don't get it. Ascalia. Holy shit, totally forgot about him. And Mika. Oh my god. LimitBreakRadio.com Five, four, three, two, one! Welcome to Limit Break Radio. God, what episode is it? 129! 129. Good God. Thanks for joining us here at twitch.tv slash LimitBreakRadio. Appreciate having you along. LimitBreakRadio.com is the website. You can go there and check out all 128 episodes that have preceded this. Uh, and uh, also, we're, we're working, we're uh, hard at work on an archive project mm-hmm. for our uh, older shows. So, uh, well, event- we is a strong word. Yeah, we're making right. Skuro do it. That's right. Yeah. So all of the eleven shows will eventually, uh, you'll you'll eventually find them over at lbrnetwork.com. And there's going to be more that's going to be added to lbrnetwork.com over time. So, um, but the, the 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 it's the space is now active, and we've actually moved the data over. So, um, if there are any broken links, if anyone ever finds any broken links to uh, audio at our website, make sure that you uh, let us know. Host at LimitBreakRadio.com. I mean, there's probably still quite a few right now, but when it's finished, we'll let you know. Right. Um, so, uh, anyway, thanks for joining us here. At twitch.tv slash limit break radio. So uh, real quick, before we uh, before we start the show in earnest, a couple of things that we've got to address. First of all, the fact that it's 90 degrees in September 
uh, here in the studio, which makes this show d- v- really difficult to to produce. Um, we've had, I think it's now three solid weeks of production issues, and heat is is a significant one. It'll add noise to the room. It becomes very uncomfortable for us to sit in here because we can't run the air conditioning and also uh, do a podcast at the same time. That would not sound terribly good. So um, just so you guys know, if it's a slightly shorter show today, it's not because we don't like you. We actually don't like you, <laughs> but That's not the reason. no, it's not the reason. Oh, good. Juxta still muted. <laughs> Yay. No, we started the show how I wanted nice. to. Nice. You know, y'all are lucky we don't bring this to you in smellovision. vision Right? Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Because, you know, if 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 the smell in this room um, could be described. Uh, Putrid? It's it's not. You know what? Look, Ascali is not here today. It's because he, he worked a double at work mm-hmm. last night. And I don't blame him for not being here and sweating in a room with three other guys. Well, at least we don't have to worry about his weird, like, perfume cologne smell also permeating that there. true. Yeah. That true. That is true. Um, anyway, we are live from uh, Eorzea. Let's kick it on over to our studios. And chair yeah chair yay um if you want to join us you can of course join us on the sergeant tana server that's the goblet fifth ward plot number 30 and no we're not gonna move when the fucking what is it Kogani. Oh, oh yeah that's right unmute me. no i'm not gonna unmute you this is your punishment i haven't you had a child you had a child (laughs) this is your punishment for having a fucking child wait why would you be punished for that because it was a bad decision yeah you know what you know he told me the other day when i'm like hey when do you want to play wow next we can keep leveling up you you know if you just want to level up without me like that's cool because i don't have a lot of time to play now that i have a baby yeah exactly i'm being punished you're 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 being fairly represented given how much time you have to be able to dedicate to this game anymore i mean sorry but I will say that children take priority over video games. No, they don't. Don't 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 perpetuate don't perpetuate that that lie. Then how come on the way up here he told me, man, all I can play now are one-handed games like Hearthstone and stuff because I have to have the baby in the oh, other arm. Oh no! Oh oh boohoo! Oh oh now all I can play are the games that I wanted to play, and now I have a perfectly valid excuse for it. In fact, one of them auto plays itself. You fucking what are you? You're not what are you? you are not a man. I don't know what you are. You're not you're definitely not a fucking gamer, but yet you fucking reproduce. <laughs> oh my god. I don't you how is imply that gamer only gamers reproduce? No, no, I'm I'm I, no, I said the humans reproduce. I don't know what you are. I awesome. <laughs> Your bitch tits say otherwise. <laughs> Alright, fine, I'll give you a fucking microphone. Because I feel like it. Because I, because I made the decision. So that makes it better. Yeah, he's in control. That's right. This is why he's the daddy. That's why I'm the actual daddy, and you're just a father in the most technical of Wait, terms. Wait, so the baby is yours? No, I'm not saying that. I never said that. <laughs> I never said that. Daddy's you said a you're the actual daddy's daddy. a fucking title. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> father is a role. So That's you're right. going to be raising his kid. No, I'm not doing that either. <laughs> He is grandpappy and Annie. Do you think? Do you think it would be a good idea for me to raise a child? He's never given his cat a bath. What? Keep him muted. Hashtag mute juxta. Uh, it's ten bucks, man. Muted. Sorry. Fuck you, several <laughs> See, but you're comparing you to 
juxta. No, no, no. I don't. I don't know which uh, one would be worse for the child. Um, Both are pretty bad. Uh, me, equally. definitely, yeah. definitely. Which is why I make the responsible decision to not procreate. Right. Hold on. We're gonna go over the fact that Kyle just said that you give your cat a bath. No, he's never. I've never given, given, his given cat my cat a bath. bath. Why would you give your I, cat a bath? I never gave my cats baths. They bathe themselves. Yeah, I don't cats know. I don't know what. I don't know what your obsession with bathing your cat is. But I that seems either. like a fucking bad cats idea. Cats bathe themselves. Yeah. It's the only pussy gets a touch. That's definitely not true. I get to touch a lot of cats. Let's talk about Kylo. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, for a second, I'm like, why is he defending me? I don't know why I would have defended you. Yeah. Anyway. Stupid dumb dick. Anyway, so uh, yeah, it's very. Anyway, I don't know how we got there, but um, it's very hot (laughs) in the studio. Uh, just, a, just so you guys know yeah already it's it's definitely getting warm so um i don't know what we're gonna have to do to be able to alleviate some of the problem but i mean like when it's hotter in the studio than it is outside and it's 90 degrees outside you know what i mean like yeah. that, that, it's like i'm i'm actually kind of impressed that no one passed out from heat stroke in 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 FEC. Like well, that was- at, at, at least for the guy wearing the fat suit. Yeah, I mean specifically you. How did you not pass out? Do I get to pass out? Is that a thing I can do? No. <laughs> only o- only if it's involuntary. Yeah, that was definitely voluntary. Uh, You're still fucking smiling, you imbecile. <laughs> But did he just like fall down or something? No, he no, just, he didn't even do it. No, he just <laughs> laid back in his chair. <laughs> How else do you pass out? You fall down and violently smack your head on the desk. Crack your skull open. Yeah. The way I'm positioned, if I just like lost all body movement, I would not fall forward. I'd fall backward. And then his and fat would f- slowly and, just slink out of the chair. And, and if he fell forward, I'm pretty sure he would take the entire desk with him. It would just cave in. <laughs> Everything would cave in. I'd go through eight floors. The whole <laughs> the whole apartment would just like collapse in on itself. And then we'd go through the center of the planet. <laughs> There's only four floors beneath us. All floors, including the ones above <laughs> us. It's called pressure, you idiot. Science. I think I think you meant to say momentum. No, but pressure. Okay. <laughs> All right. Under uh-huh. pressure. Sure. Yes. Under pressure. I, I gotta say, I think I think one of our do, crowning do, do, achievements do, do, do. in this show is the fact that we do, got do, him. Do, 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 do. When we start to insult him, he just like goes full on and just insults himself even more. I know, like to just get it all out of the way. I know. No, to show you assholes up, to show you how it's really done. Oh, okay. This is yeah. fucking child's play compared right. to middle school. Were you uh, fat in middle school? I, when you, when I, yes, when I was I, fat all my life. That's not true. That is not true. When That's I met, true. when I met you in college, I would not have considered you fat. Go back and look through some of the pictures from when you were on Happy Stream. That was about the time that me and you moved in, to, in together. When you were losing all that weight from eating pizza, you actually got really thin. Happy Stream. Yeah, you guys were on uh, Mr. Happy Stream one time. Remember that first time that LBR? It was uh, you, Aniro, and Nika. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I remember being on that stream, but yep. yeah. I don't remember thinking he was really no. thin. No. He was. No. Like, if you actually go back and look at some of the pictures, yeah. It's pretty I mean, crazy. I guess if you're, you're comparing to now. Yeah, I exactly. I think he's saying overall ever. Uh, bite me. Is what Jackson's talking about. I don't know. I mean, the thinnest I've ever been was when I, the summer I did construction before coming back to college. So, wow. Yeah. How'd that go? It was fine. It was really boring. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it was a failing construction company. <laughs> 
Like our family podcast. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, all right. So um, welcome to the show. Appreciate having you along. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio to watch us live starting at four. Again, a little bit late today because uh, it's hot and we got to cool it down in here. It's just the way things are. Um, and uh, also, finally, countercast.com if you want to check out uh, our other talk show and uh, Checkpoint Radio uh, to check out our actual radio show about uh, video games. So, um, in esports, kind of. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> not really, because we don't know anything <laughs> about esports. According note, right? to Reddit, Ian right? Yeah. As a side note. Um, and, then, and then also, something that I wanted to mention uh, before we got into the news here is that um, we've started adding the Checkpoint Radio podcast back to. To all of our podcast feeds um, again this is only temporary um, but the the hit that we took to uh, the traffic on the podcasts was uh, too great so uh, we encourage everyone to check those out while they're there but we want to also encourage everyone to subscribe to the checkpoint radio podcast feed if you like the show uh, you want to go do you want to go the extra distance leave us a little bit of rating and a review we could read it on checkpoint but it helps out the company like it helps out limit break radio it helps out every everything that we do here all of our efforts uh just to have a a, a little bit of um you know interaction and uh and and uh, a, a little bit of feedback from you guys so uh we would appreciate it if you took the time and uh look checkpoint radio up on apple Podcasts, itunes whatever you want to call it and uh leave a rating and a review all right enough for me let's check out what's going on in ff14 news this is a limit breaking news update well we're going to start off with the real important news today square enix clamor or claims that fans have been clamoring for this one for some time and behold it is finally here odin's noble steed slepnir is finally amongst the elite few that are no longer beholden to the ground now you can gallop through the clouds encased in an eerie purple glow. But that's not all, because just in time for Halloween, the Witch's Broom is also now a flyable mount. How was this not a flyable mount before? What? Wait, it is. Well, why is it in the up, up, and away, or the look at the is sky it, thing? Is it now on the cash shop? That is part of it, it, that you can now buy either of them in the cash shop with, at right now, for a limited time, 30% off. De- deci- decibels is yeah. Decibels is saying it's also it's flyable. It yeah, says it the animation was. effects for these special events incantations are so popular players asked if it's possible to add the witch's broom year round. Mm. Prepare to be enchanted. We- Whatever. It's stupid. Yeah, fuck you, Square Enix. How about yeah, pretty much. Oh, oh, it, it has an ability on it now. Like you now it has a mount ability, like some mounts of abilities. What? Like they're adding the ability from the event to the witch's broom. That's oh my why. god, fuck off, Jesus, Square Enix. Glad, yeah. glad we're I, wasting I, time I like with this. Some shit. of the events, like event uh, the mount animations, like the fucking Easter egg that like opens a little chocobo comes out. I do that all the time. It's so cute. I, I mean, I guess. I don't know. I want, <laughs> and I want on his dive bomb. I mean, come well, on. I want shit. I, I want shit to play in this game. Not Are you fucking even Easter trying? eggs. Like, honestly, I don't know. I don't Are you know. Mental? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. Don't worry. There's, there, there's another one coming up here that I, I think you'll be really excited for. Then. Fucking great. <laughs> with patch 4.1 on the horizon, the official site has been updated with some new information. Uh, included a few screenshots that were released at the Tokyo Game Show. Uh, stay tuned after the news as we're going to dissect and give some of our thoughts on the little scraps of info that SE released prior to this upcoming live letter. 
And here we are, along with Patch 4.1's MSQ, Squadron stuff, and the raid, Square Enix has released a statement about some quality of life UI changes incoming as well. Among them are time indicators for the Chocobo companions, chat modes being saved after log off, the ability to summon a minion and your Chocobo simultaneously. Come on, don't be shitty. And a simplified version of the party finder as well as others. So look forward to more stuff that should have been in this game from day one. It's actually really frustrating that you can't summon a minion with a Chocobo because now that a Chocobo is not a party member, when you're in the town, you can't see that your Chocobo is summoned. So I'm in the town running around, I'm gonna pull out a minion and it's like, unable to do that when your Chocobo is out loud. First day or is he a problem? But my Chocobo <laughs> is not is not here. It's lying to me. It well, really should have been in Well, good, I Nika. I'm, I'm glad that they're finally going to take that weight off your shoulders. Yeah. Thank you. It was so frustrating. Again, again, it's such a good thing to take up dev time with. Yeah. It, really, it actually really. is. I'm really mad that it wasn't in the game. You know what? I can solve this fucking Chocobo minion issue real easily. Delete the fucking Chocobos. Done. Uh, no. Yes. Uh, that's, done. That's the only way done. that I'm able to, like, so Hunt says low-level jobs. As with my chocobos. Who cares? No, why would you delete those? That's stupid. Delete it. It's stupid. It's because you're lazy. Why? Because we just waited, wasted like a year of dev time making it so we can queue in Duty Finder with a chocobo out, Nika. I mean, it does... The spaghetti code isn't worth the fucking chocobo. Like, it does make you wonder because of how long it takes to get some of these features put in there, how much time it's taken to work the technical aspect of it like and it and and it's and it's something that seems really stupid right like this would it would be really dumb to take a lot of time on Mm -hmm. but you know like some of those some of those problems don't have easy fixes yeah well not to mention to this day the thing that still boggles my mind the most is that they have admitted that simple stuff like, you know, new glamour for a holiday event or, or crossover events, that's what it was, that crossover events take a year of planning and development. Since that announcement or since that little tidbit of info, I never look at something and think, oh yeah, that's an easy fix. Like maybe it should be. Like we get a lot of like wannabe devs in our chats. Like, oh no, that's an easy fix. You guys wouldn't know because you've never worked on a game. But, but I promise that's an easy fix. Like maybe it should be. But something tells me that with the way Square Enix does stuff, nothing is an easy fix. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's 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 very few things that are are straightforward at all about the way that Square Enix makes a game. So, you know, adding content over time, we saw the way that that complicated FF11. Mm-hmm. And I mean, part of that is poor planning on on Square Enix and Sony's part and only shipping a very small hard drive with it. Um, But at the same time, though, you know, you can it's if you draw that parallel, you can see how easy it is to kind of get worked into a place where, you know what I mean? Like problems become much, much, much harder to solve because of X, Y, Z, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Square Enix is putting the call out to all forms of artists in the FF14 community. It doesn't matter if you're a cosplayer, Nika, traditional or digital artist, a sculptor or a musician. Square Enix is looking for talented individuals to submit their work to be showcased across all FF14 channels, including Facebook, Twitter, and maybe even live streams. Uh, Make sure that you stick around till the end of the second half of the show today, as we are also going to pay tribute and honor some musical talents in the FF14 community. Yeah, uh, Limit Breaking Music returns. Um, So... Is, this? is there a deadline to submit stuff? Uh, I'm sure there is. If you go to Lodestone and check, like they have a whole long list of things that you have to like 
take a look at and whatnot. Uh, so, so what is this? Is this just Square Enix outsourcing? Like they're like we're com- we're completely devoid of any kind of original ideas. So, eh, well, let, the, you pitch us on some no, stuff. I think it's basically they're finally doing what some other MMOs are doing. Where like I know ESO has like a community team stream all the time where they feature community art and stuff from the players all the time like that's just the thing that they do which on a regular basis is, I, which, I, oh my god I, I really would be curious to know what the stipulations on participating in this program would be here's what I think right because first of all Nika that's really really cool and I think any community or any game that wants to showcase you know the art and, and whatnot for community that's cool that's fine however in this case because this is like the I don't want to say it's the first time they've done it, but the first time I feel like they put a big call out when it hasn't been like the beginning of an expansion or something. Yeah. And based on the fact that we feel like we're getting less and less development time, I think they're looking ahead to like the next, you know, live letter or two. And they're like, oh, man, we're going to need stuff to fill that up with. Hey, no, why don't, don't we showcase some art on the next producer live letter to fill up time? I mean, that's that's <laughs> enti- that. that's entirely possible. But at the same time, I mean, we've seen interest in this game waning and waning harder now in Stormblood than mm-hmm. ever. I mean, it started in Heaven's Word, but uh, it, the the bleed of players that run like as soon as they run out of tome gear to grind. That ends the current patch for them. The number of those increases every patch and expansion that we get. And it's still I mean, it's it's just as bad in Stormblood as it was in Heaven's Word, if not worse. So, you know, all of these people who were giving us, you know, ungodly amounts of shit of like, oh, well, there's, there's tons of people logging in. Yeah, of course, because we, we were when, you know, like when you were saying that we were three weeks out from the release of the expansion. Now we're much deeper Two two months. It's been about we're right? much deeper and we're closer to four point one than we are to the four point Right. And look at the look at the popular look at server populations right now. Look at player populations right the fuck now. Right now. Like it's 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 easy to make that straw man argument when there are a bunch of people new old whatever that are logging in. Fucking tell me who's logging in right now. And of our new, of our new of, players. Of our listener base who's logging in right now. I am. Come on, show, show us in the chat who's logging in. I mean, I do every Tuesday for reset day. Nika, isn't it is is it not dismaying? The lack of people that you see when you're just walking around. I mean, you again, you're logged on more um, than any of us. I mean, it depends. Like, are you talking about just like out in the field? A- anywhere. Towns, I mean, field, the, whatever. The wherever. It doesn't feel empty. It do- like, go- oh, my God, it but does. But going out when I do like, because I've been doing like leave quests and stuff to level up botanist and minor and that kind of stuff. And like when the expansion first came out, I used to see people everywhere. I don't see anyone out in the field very often anymore. Rel- in the town, the towns feel fine. Uh, to me, Relgar's Reach feels more empty now than what Idly Shire did at the end of Stormblood. Yes, that's and that's that was where I was going with that. And there's not and Relgar's Reach is a lot more spread out though. It is a little bit more spread out, but this this bullshit argument that people will bring up uh, a lot of times. Oh well, you had Palace of the Dead, so you had a lot. Of people hanging out in uh Harris mill or wherever the fuck that was um and you don't have that anymore so all your player base even your idle player base should be hanging around in no, town they're all zones. still hanging out at pals of the dead they're all still there 
There's a lot of people out there. <laughs> is there really? Yeah. yeah I mean, I mean that's the only way to level up now. Like, people are it's doing true. that even to level and Stormblood jobs to get them from 60 to 70. They're no, I know. I, I I mean, I realize that. It's just, you know, like, you walk around Kugane, you walk around Ralgar's Reach, they're both fucking remarkably empty. There's not enough people um, in places they should be Kugane pretty at. crowded all the time, but... Say that again? Kugane Market Board area? That's always pretty crowded. You know that part of the problem might be what why why would you be in Ralgar's Reach? What's actually there? The beso- same things that besides were in Idle the tomes, the same yes, the, the tome the exchange, the tome yeah. the Alexander turnins, the primal uh, like the all the different like turnin things are in there, which is the exact same things that were in Idleshire. Right. Except Idleshire also then got Wondrous Tales. It got Zloe. I was going to say, yeah, we still have to we still have to go back and a to lot, there for Chloe. Right. Like, like a lot of those got left back mm-hmm. in Idleshire. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the thing is that when, and then also part of the relic when we had to go and like do the the anima and the sand increase that was there. So when Idleshire first came out, it was exactly the way Ralgar's Reach is now. I'm going to assume that like everything as it moves forward is also going to be added to Ralgar's Reach, and will then be kind. I of see. Coming. I don't. I don't. I don't know about that. I think. I, I think either. that there's going to be a couple of NPCs that are left behind in Idleshire, much like when we moved from. Um, when we, we follow us around, you don't think anyone else is going to follow us around? I mean, well, no, no, no. The, I, I think I think that there are a few, but we already have those NPCs. I think the ones that have been left behind are going to stay in Isleshire, much like the couple of NPCs that stayed behind in Mordona when we moved yeah. from Mordona to Idleshire, right? right? But we're going to get new NPCs. There's going to be like a new some like a, a, the new relic thing. That there'll be NPCs added there, so yes. we'll have more reasons to go. Yes, there. right. Like a, not yeah. there yet. People also seem to prefer hanging out in Kugane, this expansion, I've where noticed. nobody I've, wanted to hang yes. out in... Uh, uh, stupid Ishgard. place. Ishgard. 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 Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. Ishgard was remarkably empty, and everyone... Uh, everyone knew it. Everyone seemed to crowd around in Idleshire, and now, you know, yeah, you you do have... The weebs are, are in there now. Yeah, you, you do, yeah, you got the, the weeaboos that want to hang out in... Uh, in, in, in Shitsville. Yeah, I just I, feel like there's more to do there. Like I'm always there grabbing my leave quests. I'm there crafting there because of the market board. Like I just it's who does just more convenient. <laughs> right? What an idiot. Because um, that's that's how you level blo- uh, botany and mining. How else do you level that? Uh, uh, Nika, what is what is what's the fucking? I, I've I've been sitting here trying to think of what the female character from Inuyasha's name is. Kagome. Oh yeah, that's it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I, wow. How shockingly close to one another they are. Okay, I'm just going to call it Kagome from now on. Instead of Kugane. Yeah, right. Because that, I'm, I'm sure that people, no, I mean. there's there's only 120 people that are listening to this part of it. So, you know, they're going to hear it and it'll, I don't know, maybe drive them nuts or something. The, the biggest problem that I have right now when I log in to do reset, right? Because that, 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 that's all I do. I log in, I'll do the roulettes, and I'll do some of the Omega raids, right? I have no desire whatsoever to worry about capping creation tomes at all. Because as far as I'm concerned when 4.1 drops, it's going to be dead on arrival because there's no item level increase, yep. right? Yep. So basically, if you get lucky enough, you can do it four weeks and get all your glamour because mm-hmm. it's probably all you're going to need it for yep. and then never touch it again. Absolutely. you're Dude, you're totally right. You're totally fucking right. Because but that's always how the 24 man is. And I hate that. Like, especially even as a raider, like I'm doing tomes, I'm doing raid gear. And then uh, the twenty four man comes out, and it's all lower eye level than what I already have. Yeah, so, so it's even worse I'll for you. So, so yeah, it is. I'll do it a couple times to like get some gear for my next job. But at that point, I'm just like. So if why you've got your it? yeah, if you've got your tone gear, you're done. You're done. Congratulations. So, you're, you're, you're done. done you're done for like a half 4. a year. Two. Yeah. 
whenever that comes. Awesome. Jeez. So I'm just hoping that it's a little different because like it almost sounds like there's going to be actual lore and stuff. But again, it's cool. The first couple times you do it, then it's like, why bother? Tell, tell me again. Tell me again how I was wrong about about Stormblood. Tell me again about how Stormblood is injecting all of this new creative stuff to FF14. Well, it's coming please. with Eureka, okay? Please tell me. Eureka. The content is coming, okay? Guys, the content is coming. Winter is coming. It's going to come. Ned Stark's going to bring it. Let's go to our phone lines. Let's talk to uh, Mr. Zamfir. What's up, Mr. Zamfir? Yo, yo, yo. Thanks so, yeah, for- I-, I was wanting to talk, well, ask you guys about uh, what unique does XIV even do? Can you guys name anything? What do you mean? What, what, what does... It, so, in the grand scheme of MMOs, Zampir, what you're talking about is, compared to all of the other online games out there, what does FF14 do that is unique unto itself? Yeah. How does I it change? A single thing. Right. How does it, um, how does it change the, how does it change the genre of MMOs? Can I well, answer before Nika does? No, no, because I'd actually like Nika to go first, considering that FF11 and 14, yeah, I'm pretty sure it. are her only experiences in MMO. So no, she of all people ideas, would actually. know. It's eleven that I guess had had done more things, but fourteen. Yeah, so I want to think about yeah. it now because yeah. eleven was the one that first had to uh, have multiple jobs on one character. Yeah, that was like the biggest deal. Um, fourteen. Maybe think on it, Nika. Yeah, I'll come, back. Right, I'll come back. I'll come back. Juxta, go ahead. Then I was gonna say the new job or all your jobs on one character. Yep. That's the biggest unique thing. But that, again, was, that was that 11. was. Uh, but again, that was eleven. Eleven's dead. Okay. No, but but may it rest in pieces. It, you you cannot you can't discount the timeline of history because we're talking about what does FF14 bring that's unique to the table and the okay. servers are still up for FF11. So they brought that to the table. Exactly. But, it, it was, but again, the, but again, if you're looking for an MMO to start, you're not going to start that one. Like people are like, "Okay, I want a, a, an MMO where I don't have to make 20 characters to play all 20 jobs." You're going to play doesn't 14. Matter. You're not going to play 11. Nika, that, it doesn't that's a matter. Unique thing that 14 has. It doesn't matter. Derivative is still fucking derivative. If you're taking it from another game even if you made the game it's still fucking derivative there you go Paul Bunyan changing jobs on the fly you can just change wherever you want okay fine 11 that, have I will I will it accept improved, yes, I will accept that, that. that about yep. about 14 mm-hmm. yep, yep. Uh, you got anything else Juxta I was gonna say story driven content instead of having it just be shitty like World of Warcraft but no. now you're gonna say no yeah I, I, I te- technically I think if you're gonna credit that to any MMO you got to give the nod, the nod to, to eleven. S- no, Star Wars: The Old Republic. Mm, yeah, because they yeah, did. Yeah, they fair. did the story-driven shit first. Uh, yeah, way, be- well. way, way before FF fourteen had what you could even call a pasted together story. The FF fourteen 1.0 story was in fucking comprehensible, mostly be- <laughs> mostly because the guy who was originally writing it and making it had no idea what the fuck he wanted, and then they fired him and brought in another guy who took it in a different direction and blew it the fuck up, blew okay. the world up, yep. literally. So so it was only really story driven once we got to the other side of the calamity. Once two happened 
The actually the first real tangible I mean honestly the first real tangible hook into getting us into the story is that last cutscene of 1.0. There's nothing I guarantee you cuz you haven't gone and watched I, I I know that but I guarantee you if you w- tried to invest yourself in the story of 1.0 you could not fucking do it. You couldn't do it. Not without knowing what comes in 2.0. There's just nothing to hold on to. Nothing. So the, sto- the, the, the idea of story-driven content making an MMO or, or being the reason that somebody wants to play through an MMO, I think you've got to give that nod to Star Wars The Old Republic. But again, like, we're, his question wasn't what does FF14 do first? It's what's what's unique in an MMO when you're looking for an MMO to play. Right. But and I feel like, well, you can say, yeah, Star Wars The Old Republic was the first one to have a really good story. If you're looking for an MMO with a good story, you're going to pick 14. OK, like, that's but, just how it is. Eh, but see, other games have like, started to Star Wars. No, one. other people have started to do that well, too, like with Legion and their their artifact like system thing and the way that they're doing their story now. That's just it, it's a lot better than the end of Heaven's Ward and all of Stormblood. What hang on, what on a technical level did FF14 deliver with that story that changed MMOs the way that MMOs move forward? Is there anything? Because the best I can tell, it comes down to writing, cutscenes, and the execution of those cutscenes, both in engine and out of engine. What about that's it? That's, what about that's really it? The one time that FF14 got really, really ballsy and killed off one of the leaders of uh, of one of the main cities. Remember, remember when the uh, when the Sultana died? Oh, guys, you mean when she didn't die. Oh. So um, I, I mean, honestly, like. You know, but if okay, you look at I, some of the structures, like we complained about the raid structure, but when it first came out in like a realm reborn, like the 24 man structures where you had to split into three parties, that was pretty cool. Like you would actually have mechanics where like one party would go here and one party would go here. It was different. It was something we hadn't really seen before. Are you something different 24 man raid? Because we never split off except for at most, which we Tower. didn't. Okay. Also, I'm going to give her a pass when she says, when have we ever seen anything like that ever before? You know, except for every fucking other MMO, like every. Yeah. Wow. Expansion. Seriously. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Nika. Nika. The big instance raids have you go in like different directions. Except. All right. All right. What specifically? Give us yes, one of those directions that we took. Well, yes, they did, the very but they first weren't Crystal so Tower. explicit with what the fuck they wanted from you, and you had to kind of infer some shit as a player. Like, right? Like, there's a whole big room of enemies, and only specific ones will get you to advance. Think of it kind of salvage-ish, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's the way that a lot of raids were designed for a long time, and it came down to the player ending up testing it. Now the raids that we get were handheld till we get to the boss and it's a straight line till we get to the boss there's no there's no variation there's nothing and square enix did not bring that in an iota with ff14 so i yeah like i would say if anything their rating is the most derivative thing that they've got going yeah and nika the only time that you quote unquote split in crystal tower was like juxta said when you had to do atmos and you were just on different platforms but still in view of yeah, each but there other there was also like different parts where like different parties had to protect different pots or like different that's just um, that, that's, nika, that's, a, that's a boss fight nika that's just that's literally a boss the, fight and some of the was it alexander raids you had to go down different um like 
like that, those little shoots and you'd split in two different directions you wouldn't even be on the same platform you'd be in total you could, but you're still room. doing the same thing that's, like that's, that's just that's, rating that's, that's not new that's not new that's i'm not sorry new i'm sorry Nico. And actually in 1.0 and i think cutters cry original 1.0 had um two people dropped on one side two dropped on the other and you actually kind of were doing different things. yep that's that's not unique to but rating nika that was no that was 1.0 dungeons uh, okay not unique uh, to that's, dungeons, that's not that's not unique I, I promise you at some time, at some point in the past, uh, a, an MMO has had a dungeon where two party members had to split off from two other party members. Again, we're not asking about what 14 did first. We're asking about what's unique if you're looking that's for an MMO. That's not unique. But unique. that's not unique. Yeah, it's not unique. Okay, it's okay, fucking that's, derivative. That's fair. that's fair. But then again, bringing back something saying, oh, probably at some point in time, maybe an MMO has done that before. No, they it's absolutely not telling me anything. have. Okay, sure, but if you it, a relevant one that someone's going to pick right now, I see that WoW has some of that. Sure, it, but like, it, no, if you're no, saying you that cannot, oh, some MMO somewhere has done it, that's not relevant to the conversation. And I can't fucking stand being in the same room with her. Look, it's it it it, it is about every MMO that's come before it because if another MMO did it and you're just stealing it, that's fucking derivative. There's no creativity that's involved Here's, with that shit. Here's a great uh, a quote from the chat, uh, Nika. It says, I think Nika needs to join some of us for a WoW raid for a few months to get perspective. You want to know who said that, Nika? I know, Strife. God. All right. Strife isn't trying to get us all to play WoW for like eight months. I'm not listening to him anymore about anything to do with WoW. But I mean, Strife is probably the smartest person in your raid, Nika. Are we, are we really trying to split hairs over splitting the fucking party up? Like, that's not even a mechanic no, that's unique to, to an MMO. Here, that mechanic has been done in Final Fantasy games for fucking eons. Every D&D game you ever do. Fucking Christ. Yeah, like it is It is like a, a, almost a goddamn trope in RPG. PGs. So no, oh, I don't. God, I don't. Yeah. I don't accept that. I don't accept that at all. Do we? So, do we still have our caller? Yeah, I, oh yeah, we should. Uh, we should. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Caller, did did you have something in mind that you think uh, that fourteen does unique? Next play, well, fourteen has nothing unique to it. <laughs> it's always not the best. The class switching has been done in Korean MMOs for years before fourteen did it. Nothing oh. in XIV is unique. The raids aren't unique. The most unique thing about XIV is the overall polish it has. See, and and I think, and you know what, I think that this is a valid criticism because fourteen, I think, at 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 a lot of points, very much feels like a game that has been designed through feedback and through focus group testing and through the safest possible marketing decisions i, I mean even though they're goddamn incomprehensible to us but i mean like that's why that's where you get like conservative like really and 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 it's not like politically liberal or conservative but these very conservative decisions like put it on the mrs freshly's package because <laughs> that's going to be the wide you know the the thing that's seen by the most people it's they're decisions that that really only serve like they they really only serve to 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 just try to win in the numbers game and and i don't know that's good on paper yeah yeah exactly and i just don't know that that's the best way to try to make make things move with your mmo i it, like like it, it there's all this emphasis and and 
all of this um, attention by Square Enix being paid to uh, trying to attract new players. We've identified that a hundred different times and in a hundred different ways. Straight from their their marketing to the way that they design content. Everything about this game is not designed for those that have been playing it for the longest. It is designed for those that have been playing it the shortest. And those are the people that are able to reap the most benefit out of what Square Enix has been designing over the past year and a half. And, and I think that that's the wrong way to cultivate an online community. That's the wrong way to cultivate an audience around an MMO. You have that initial glut of people that you want to attract. You know, the, the, you know their, and their opportunity to do that was 2.0. And here's the thing. I think Square Enix is fucking greedy. I think they're super greedy because they should have had this longer opportunity that they've made now between 2.0 heavensward and stormblood to try to over three fucking expansions attract new players but the thing that they don't remember or that they may not realize is that they had that time once already that was called 2010 through 20 fucking 12 that's all you get that's all you fucking get. You get three fucking years to try to get people in the door. After that, you got to try to keep them there. And this is exactly what happens when you don't do that. You're the everyone who's been playing this game for for longer than a year has jack shit to do for six months at a fucking time. And if you want to yeah. tell me that that's not frustrating, or if you want to tell me that that's an appropriate way to space out content in an MMO, I'm going to look at you and tell you how fucking dead wrong you fucking are. That is a bad way, and the numbers prove it. The engagement proves it. The number of people logging in every day proves it. Tell me I'm fuck. Someone tell me I'm wrong. Not you, uh, Zampier. I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> trying to pick on you. But, <laughs> uh, but the thing. Is, yeah. Just. I mean. Someone. Somewhere. Try to tell me I'm fucking wrong about this. It's bad. It's bad for the game. And the fact that Square Enix burned that time, fucking around with 1.0 and relaunching it from 2.0 onward. It should have been about the people that you got. The people that stayed there from 1.0 and the people that you got from 2.0. This can kind of lead to my other point. Uh, XIV will go free to play. I can guarantee you. Not full free to play, though. What, I'm what? telling you, if, if 11 is not free to play by now, 14 will never be. Here's why XIV will go free to play. Just like Guild Wars 2 did, they can sell you the $20 expansion for Heaven's Sword and Stormblood. Yep. Getting everyone in the base game, but guess what? Pay five bucks for Dark Knight. Pay five bucks for Machines. Pay five bucks for yeah. Astro. Pay ten bucks for Redmate. Pay ten bucks for the the structure. Or, what or fourteen dollars a month yeah. for all of it? What yeah. fourteen yeah. has that eleven doesn't have? Nika is if you were to take away the subscription model, how does it make money? Eleven doesn't have a cash shop. Fourteen does. Yeah, and with the amount of stuff yeah. that they have been continually continuously churning out more and more and more, they absolutely could take this free to play and make the and money I, off and the I cash actually shop. and I actually think that Zamfir brings up a really interesting point because with what they did with the battle changes they could very easily say look this is going free to play you can pay to unlock a job that you want the rest are locked off to you because you know what you don't have cross class abilities anymore you can only have one job unlocked and get it all the way to fucking 70 and have that be appropriate you don't have to level multiple jobs so if they wanted to do that if they wanted to try to nickel and dime 
prune that out of people or just pay, you know, as Zamfir had suggested, or just pay the 14 bucks to get the full fucking game. I think that they would try to spin that off as like this brand new hybridized MMO model. And you know what? If they do that, fuck you. Fuck you. Zamfir, I I don't doubt (laughs) it. He's not fucking you. I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying fuck you specifically, Zamfir. I'm saying fuck Square Enix if they do that. That's what everyone should be saying. That is a bullshit chintzy move that's done for fucking money. For fucking money. They could excel, like, if you paid a monthly subscription, you get two weekly loots from Savage. Like every free to play MMO does already. Yeah. And they can sell you the Hell of Brand Crest line for ten bucks extra, or if you're paying the weekly sub, you get it for free. Yeah. As long as you're paying monthly. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, that whole idea that, you know, Yoshi P stood on stage and said, no pay to win. Like, yeah, that only really holds up for like the next year until yeah. they start bringing out the next, you know, the next series of content. And and, and I guarantee, you know, like Zamfir, I think, brings up a really great point. You know, by the, by the time we get to 5.0, there is a very, very good chance that we're going to see the payment method and model uh, adjusted for this game. And it's and it's not. I, I guarantee you, if they adjust it, it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be what, what we want. Expansion. You think, think you think it's going to happen in Stormblood? At four point five five, right mm. before the new one. Mm. I I, I don't see happens. I don't see this happening until like seven point It it, it, it depends on how quickly they shed players. Yeah, it's uh, because everyone is going to quit right at the end of this with now year long late for actual content. Yeah, but I get oh, it. People yeah. do that every expansion in, for shit, and then buying the new expansion because no. the expansion sales don't make that much money. What makes more but, money is the stupid ass dresses they sell in the market for twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. Have yeah, people, people buy those and they're much cheaper to make. Yeah, well, there's no people, overhead. I mean, at people, least with a fucking expansion, they've got to print boxes out. You know what I mean? Like, there's literally... <laughs> well, zi- you can buy there, digital. You don't have... There's Well, that's true. That's, but, I mean, like... Square Enix still prints the boxes, Yeah, and though. they make the marketing material. Right, there is cost associated with that, and there's development costs. But there's almost no... Like, one single item. One single item in FF14. How long do you think that that takes to make? A and year. Then, uh, really? It depends. If we're talking about these scythes that you have to buy per fucking job... You're like, what, quadruple dipping at that point? I'm just, listen, I'm just saying that, you know, there's not that much overhead right. dev cost associated with these small items, and then they rake it in every time. It would take like a week to make a full outfit for every race in the game. Yeah. That's how long it should take. It right. should, take, should take, should take, yeah. Just XIV developers. It could take a month. Cecil right. here in the chat says that they're burning players faster than they're making content. And Nika, you just said that at the end of an expansion, it's true for any MMO that people fall off. I agree with that. Yeah, and, but, and Yoshi was actually saying though too that like we should do that. Go play other yes, games and come back. So why do they care? We're not point? at the end of an expansion. We're still at the start of the expansion. Right. We're not going to get another item level increase till four point two, which probably isn't going to happen until January. It's happen. It's it's happening in the middle, the, the beginning of an expansion. Nika. People are falling off right now. Yeah, this with sen- a patch on the horizon. The this the sentiment is much closer to where it was in three point three or three point four in terms of the community base, and we're at four point one. Right, like it, it, it like. 
in the entirety of 2.0, I don't know that it ever dipped as low as it did during 3 and the latter half of 3. And now, right out of the gate of 4.1, we're still dealing with that. There was no, there, there was, there was almost no ability to regain. Like there was no ground that that Square Enix regained between the two of them. And if and if it was, it was this. so fucking fleeting. Yeah, but we've discussed this so many times. Like, we know the reasoning for this. is because the reason we all stuck around and didn't have that mentality for so long in Heaven's Word is because we thought they weren't going to continue repeating the raid, the 24-man raid, the 24-man cycle that they've been doing, mm-hmm. which we then saw that they did. And then we're like, okay, let's see what happens with 4.1. This is their last chance, and they're still repeating it. That's why I feel like I'm giving it until Eureka to see what the fuck's going on with oh, that. Oh, so 4.2. Yeah, and we'll go from there because it's just... <sighs> Actually, like, well, as much fun on. as I have doing the content, if it's the only content we have, it gets boring. No, Again, yeah. it's not I, that the content. And I've said I say this in every episode. It's not that the content we have is bad. It's just that there's it's the only content we have, and it gets burnout and boring. When I just wish that I could do the current rating that I have on Tuesday, Thursday, and then do something else on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, like something different. Right. And it's just that that doesn't exist in this game, and that's that's what we need. They know that, and for some reason, they're not giving it to us, and that's where I don't understand. Uh, well, uh, the for some reason part again. I think that I think that I've found that reason, and it's because they don't value their long term players. What yeah, they value yeah, sure. is they want they want more people coming in the door. And again, and I think that that's fucking greedy because at some point an MMO intrinsically has to switch from trying to attract people in to trying to keep people there. Right? I think um, now is that point. Like we're in the third season or whatever. Now is that point. Yes. They, in fact, they could have done it at. 3.0 and I think it would have been muddier water at 3.0 but they could have done it at 3.0 and now that we're at 4.0 they needed to do it there was a, this is it this was the point where if they didn't they they would be getting people falling off and the thing that fucking pisses me off is the fact that they had the, you know like they had 1.0 and and the original launch of this game in 2010 to suss all this shit out and they fucked it up so bad that they think that when they re-released A Realm Reborn that that set the slate back. It doesn't. It doesn't. Like the fact that the fact that this game is 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 fucking 7 years old and still trying to attract new players to it is insane. It is insane. It doesn't make sense. It's aging visually, it's aging performance-wise. And it's, what are they going to do, Nika? What are they going to do if they don't keep the players that they have and and the game is showing its age in terms of a game? What do they market off of? What well, do I they agree. try to sell they're, people on? They're not realizing that in the ter- in the in the eyes of a person who has never touched this game, 14 already looks like a good game. Like they've heard people talk about how much fun it was after it sucked and then it re- rebooted. Like people hear that. They've seen all the ads for the expansions. And I see people every day on Facebook talking about how, hmm, how many people play this? Should I start? Like, I hear a good thing. Should I play? Good. Like people who are interested in playing already know that it's a good game. So what they do need to do is switch their focus completely to retaining the long-term players because the, the new players already know it's here. They already are interested and they need to stop trying so hard and what's already been done. Like they already have that image in people's eyes that haven't played this game before. Now what's going to happen now is they're going to hear, oh, I just hear all my friends play it for a year and quit. That's what we don't need to hear. What we need to hear is, oh, my friends have been playing for eight years and they don't ever want to stop. That's what new players need to hear at this point. But that was that was way closer to what my experience with FF11 was, where like when I quit, it was more like I was sad to quit. I would not be sad to quit FF14 right now. 
Honestly, I wouldn't. I mean, the fact that I don't log on as much as I used to, like, it bothers me from the standpoint of, like, I want to enjoy this game. And I'm not. Yes. And 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 the thing is, is that like I'm I can only be honest with myself. I can't I can't I do a really, really bad job of lying to myself because I call I, I call that shit out all the time. I'm very, very like as a person. That's part of my personality. Very like coldly honest with myself. Right. That's why I don't have a lot of self-esteem. I don't lie to myself. And and I can't lie to myself about how much or little I'm enjoying this fucking game to try to be able to what i don't know maintain an audience for this show uh, yeah i mean at the end of the day like yeah we're we're trying to to make a business out of this and and our bread is buttered by ff14 but i can't fucking lie i can't lie to myself i can't lie to you guys like that would be fucked up and i don't want to i don't want to fucking do that but i'm i'm saddled now you know I'm, I'm stuck talking about a game that i don't that i liked i liked it i liked it two years ago i don't like it that much anymore and that drives me fucking crazy. It drives me fucking crazy because I know that there are plenty of other people out there that feel exactly the same way. And it had and had it not been for the fact that it's just the same fucking shit. Had it not been for the fact that it's just the same fucking thing over and over and over again, they'd still find value. They would find the value out of it. Aniro, Aniro. Gokai Pink has brought a very, very new perspective on the problem. He oh, says, good. Quit and unsub. That solves <laughs> everything. Everything is solved now. Thank you so much, Gokai Pink. We we never Quitting we and never found does that. not does not solve any problems. No, like, it doesn't. Like, like, I, I mean, don't think people like Gokai don't realize why we continue the show. Even though I do play pretty much every day, I still don't like a lot of things about this game, and I don't think you are realizing, sir, why we continue this show, even though we have issues with this mm-hmm. game. It's clearly because quitting and unsubbing does not make this game better. No. We do not. We do not want this game to fail. It just is failing, and we are trying to do what we can as players to make sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah. So, so please. The last thing we need is to hear about how the game used to be good and it's not anymore. Like, so, I can tell you that until I quit 11, I was recommending 11 to new people. I would not really yes. recommend a new player to start 14. Yeah. No, it, exactly. Yes. And that's a fucking problem. And he says it would solve it for you. And that's wrong. Us quitting and unsubbing wouldn't solve anything for us. What that would solve is the problem people like you have with hearing dissenting opinions. When we first started this game, we fucking loved it. That's why we don't want to unsub. That's why we yeah, don't want to quit. Because we us. saw what it was, what it should be, and we've since see it go downhill. So no, quitting and unsubbing doesn't solve that. It doesn't give us back no. what we had and what we enjoyed about because the game. It's just admitting defeat that the game's a piece of shit. The problem we have is that the game is not getting better and we want to see it succeed. How does us quitting solve that problem for us? All that does is then give me literally nothing to do and that makes me even more bored. So no, quitting on subbing would not solve any problem. And, All it and, would do is... And then, and, then, and then we're not supporting the game that we want to succeed, the game right. that we've stuck around with for seven years. Like, that's not... Yeah. That's a, like, I don't... Shut up. And, and 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 I mean you know Gokai Pink asks and and do you still love it? Yeah, absolutely. I still love this game. I don't love playing it right now. I love this game. I love the people that I've met playing this game. Uh, I just don't like the act of playing it right now because it's been the same fucking thing. It's been exactly the same thing that I've experienced for you know 
the, the two expansions previous. Two expansions. Okay. Yes. Go, go, see, Goke says you get burnt out taking your breaks a good thing. We've all done that. We've all taken breaks and come back to this. But the thing is yeah. that when we come back, nothing has changed. Nothing changes. That's the issue. We're burnt out on the same. There's like, I mean, the I will cycle. never stress enough how there's only one type of end game in this game. Like, the end game is not bad. It's just the only type. Like, how many things by FF11's third expansion, how many different types of end game could you do? And I, we had a link shell for every single different thing. And on every different day of the week, I was doing a different piece of end game content. Whoa, whoa. Are okay, you saying wait. you want this to be like FF11, Nico? Oh my God, no. Like, that's the thing is that just because. FF11 had had ideas that's done right does not mean, again, that I want this to be like FF11. What I want is just variety. Give me more to do at Endgame. Right now, the reason new players are playing it is because the, the lower levels are fun. Seeing new dungeons, seeing yeah. new things, like learning the lore, that's a lot of fun. But once you hit Endgame, in 11, I used to say, oh, once you hit 75, the game begins. Here I'm saying, once you hit 75, you got one thing to do for the rest of your life. Yeah. yeah. And it's actually it's even less because, yeah, it's, it's even less now because raids have been simplified to the same point that, that trials were. And think about this exactly. way, Gokai Pink. If... If we just stopped playing and we didn't complain about it and we didn't voice our grievances, do you really think that we would be getting a savage hard mode right now in 4.0? Probably not. No, we wouldn't. Probably. We'll because Great how, would think everything was fine and dandy. Is, you got to voice your opinion if you want to be heard. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and the thing is, is just, you know, saying like, oh, well, you know, just, just quit. Just stop doing it. It doesn't, that doesn't actually address the problem that the game fucking sucks. That the game as a game and as an MMO has a real fucking problem of people quitting already. That's the problem we're identifying. And all you're asking us to do is add to the fucking problem yeah, and shut our mouths. Stop this issue at all. This, I'm so fucking tired of putting up with this with with anyone who puts forward the argument. Well, then just shut up about it. Fuck no! How about you argue about it? How about you fucking engage about it? How about you fucking call our fucking phone number and you tell me why I'm wrong? Why not? What the what fuck better do you have to do? Better to add the problem than to let it slide? I don't understand what you're saying. You're saying you'd rather us quit? Like, nobody's letting anything slide. Because we're not quitting... We are voicing our opinion and saying, like, this is what we see in the game and this is what we want changed. Dude, and, and see, like, you know I what? I don't understand what you're saying. Oh, here we go. Have you, have you done <laughs> Okay. All right. Have I done Savage? Yes. Have I done Pro? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Don't even, don't, no. don't what? even, don't even justify that with a fucking response. Because here's the fucking thing, is that this is, this is exactly the, the, um, argument that you're met with every single time. Well, you you haven't done this, so you can't. You don't really know. You know, there's there's so much more to do. But you're just like you're just like not really even considering it. Like you're not considering all the fucking options. I'm you so guys didn't tired do the of this shit. One option. I'm That's so tired thing. of this shit. With, with eleven, when you got to the end game, you had like eight different end game options to do. So you would just join a dynamics link shell if that's what you liked, and you wouldn't do sky or ground kings. You would just wouldn't. Or maybe you hated dynamics because it was boring. Then you would just get a sky link shell. Like there were so many different or ZNMs or ZNMs or like fucking sky, limbus. Like there was so many here's the, here's, different. Things here, here is that the, you could do. Here's the only point that I will agree with Gokai Pink on is that Square Enix doesn't care about anything except subscriber numbers. And as long as they're making their subscriber numbers, they're going to continue to do what they think well, then, is best for the game. You're agreeing that we should all just quit because if we all quit, then the subscriber numbers would go down. I actually 
do think <laughs> that there is efficacy in something like that. But we I, have to arrange a mass exodus of no, like 80% no, I'm of the not, players to I quit on the same day for them to notice. But that's the thing is that <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to be the one to make that call because I also understand that the life and death of of an MMO is based on its subscriber numbers. Mm-hmm. So at at the risk of Having something happen that's much more drastic, as our caller Zamfir is predicting, like free-to-play coming to FF14, that's why I make the choice to stay subscribed. I actually care about the quality of this game enough to give my money over to Square Enix, even if it's a game that I'm not playing or that I'm not happy with. When I finally do pull that plug, that is when I'm walking away from this game permanently and I'm not looking back. Yep. That's my final straw. Once I pull my sub, that's it for me. I'm done and I'm not looking back because I'm not going to I'm not going to do this will he won't he bullshit with whether I'm going to sub or not. Because I fucking hate that and that kind like like that kind of consumptive pattern just bothers me as a human being. And, and that's a, that's an opinion. That's not a fact. That's just an opinion. No, no, but but that sort of behavior is exactly why they're doubling down on bringing new people in. Because exactly. When they Thank look you. at the numbers, oh, okay, yeah. Yes. So uh, a, a Nero unsubbed, but every time he's unsubbed, he's came back in at yep. new injection of a patch. We don't have to worry about them. They're gonna keep coming back every single time. So let's bring more people in. And this is what's gonna be the death of the game. By the time they realize, right, when it actually gets to the point where people don't start coming back. They're not going to have the long-term players to try and build up. Now they're going to have to try and double down even more yeah. on bringing new people in, and it's not going to work. Yeah, it's it, 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 that's and that's really what's at the heart of this conversation, is that the tactics that Square Enix are trying to use to even retain the most amount of people and try to do what makes best the best business sense for them is not going to work for all of the reasons that we've laid out. And the problem is we have no input on this game whatsoever. We don't, I mean, we get to sit around and, and yell about it and complain about it every week. And we have, you know, our, our opinions that, that, get put out to the community and they reverberate in some way but that's our only small way that we can affect the development of this game none of us actually work on this fucking game none of us can actually challenge any of the internal data which by the way we're not privy to none of us can challenge that data with any meaningful uh, you know any any meaningful method because you know what we're kept at arm's length as community members as a show and and you know what frankly I kind of like it that way I don't mind I don't mind I'm not bemoaning that I'm not complaining about being kept at arm's length. That's fine. I'm quite comfortable with that. The people who should be way more concerned about this and should be having this fucking dialogue, as far as I'm concerned, is Square fucking Enix. And guess what? The dialogue is tough. The dialogue might hurt your feelings, but guess what? It's necessary if we want to try to see a better game come out of it. Now, the sad part is, is that for all of the discussion that we can put forward here on Limit Break Radio, doesn't necessarily make a damn bit of difference unless someone at Square Enix hears it and brings it to the table because they're the only ones that control anything about this fucking game. Well, and even if they do, I don't actually think that Square Enix knows how to properly dissect the information that's coming in, and you can see that when they nerf something like Steps of Faith or when they nerf something like Raiding, and then when people cry that, oh, it's too easy, you're making it too casual, they go, well, then we don't know what you want. It's like they think this is all coming from the same people, right? With, uh, uh, with um, 
menagerie, right? They're like, look, we're not, we're not making that easy, which is great. I'm glad you did. But I feel like the way they see it is the player base can't decide. Do they want it easier? Do they want it harder? Exactly. The player they, base wants everything because the player base is everyone. Yes. So what you need to do, Square Enix, is figure out what is best for retaining yes. your player base. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Boom. Even the whole concept of bringing in new players is illogical because there is a finite amount of new players you can bring in. At Thank some you. point, that well is gone. It's done. At best, like let's say you get every single person who would ever play in the world to play 14. What do you do then? Get more new you players. Have, you can't. It's you gone. Can't. <laughs> They're going to have babies. Nope, get not the babies. In their mind. But that's- you have to convince the people who don't even play games to only pick up this game. Oh, so then and the it's, way so the way you do that, <laughs> the way you do that is by having those people's friends play 14 and say, "What a great game! Yes. I've been exactly. playing this game yes. for exactly. eight fucking years." Exactly. exactly. The other approach, and and Juxta, I know you're going to get mad at me, is the Nintendo approach. The Nintendo approach, where they're just like, "We're going to keep, th- we're going to keep throwing things out there for new people," and you know that's where you get. You to be know, fair, Nintendo is the kitty company, I, I'm, but so we can get them started yeah, young, yeah, like the six. family company. But I mean, like, uh, uh, it's it, you know, like, p- fine, put out the Wii, and then you know, like, make something good for it, right? Like, it, it n- what Nintendo did, they put out the Wii, and then the, there was just a t- a tons of fucking shovelware, shovelware. <laughs> and and it ended up. And the Wii was okay. The Wii U, I don't. But they had that initial. That initial glut of people there that were able to to make the system a success in the first place. FF14 had a good glut of people, but it wasn't necessary. It was never the most successful MMO. And so, you know, at that point, yeah, you've got, dude, you have to, if you want to stay alive, you've got to switch to retention. Um, I don't know if our caller was still on the air, Zamfer, but uh, thank you, Zamfer. Uh, we appreciate the call. Um, and again, the conversation. Again, I, yeah. wa- I, I really do. I want to encourage anyone that wants to challenge this, especially anyone in our chat that was trying to, uh, ch- to challenge this. And again, don't, you know, if you call in, and, and you start throwing things around like, oh, well, have you even done Savage? Argue the fucking point. Argue the fucking point of what has FF14 brought to the table that has been different or unique from other MMOs. And I, re- and I refuse to even entertain that argument myself as someone who does do Savage. Because, like, I don't you know don't how many times to. I have to say over and over and over again that there's nothing wrong with the raid we have. It's just when it is the only endgame content we have what is the point of the game at that point? Because like I was um, talking about 11, like if you, you would just pick and choose the end game content you wanted right now, there is only one piece of end game content. And if you don't like it, you're boned. But even and in the other one, it was like, Oh, I hate dynamics. So I'm going to go do something else. Like there's none of that in this game. And that's where this game is lacking completely. But, but it, even, even with 11 though, when they would add something that was, derivative or influenced by a system that came before it let's say znms right so you had regular nms that spawn kind of everywhere all throughout the map you had special spawn conditions yada 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 every time you got a new tier of something to do it added a twist it added something that was slightly well, unique DNMs, you had to go take pictures exactly that was, exactly that was not the best system, and, it, and it was it, and it was you know the, what? it was hang different on, hang on it was the system that people complained about the most when it was when it was 
was new. Implemented. Yeah. I liked it because I could make money off pictures. When and and so you know when it was added, it was a bit contentious because there were some people that were like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to have to go through the problem of of taking pictures. But the thing is, the though, rewards were bad, though. That's why. Well, the rewards, yeah, the rewards weren't great, and and they could have been better. But the thing is, is that ZNM still had participation in them, probably through now. I mean, like they, they, there was probably a ZN up, the, yeah, a like, ZNM that was up yesterday. Would do ZNMs one day a week, like that would be our ZNM day, and we right. would go do it. Like, and it would take like sometimes it would take three to four to seven months to figure out. Oh, this is exactly like pretty much the other content except for blank. You know what I mean? Like it, sometimes it was really fucking obvious, like like having to take pictures of mobs. Sometimes it was a little less obvious, and and only through hindsight and reflection could you go. Ah, it's exactly the fucking same. But again, like with FF14. It's just a straight read of it. Like you, you can go through the first Omega fight and go, "Yep, this is just fucking Alexander with different with animations FF5, with FF five glamour." Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's just it's like, not even FF five glamour. It's just FF five mobs. The glamour is awful. Like even pushing myself through it, it felt pointless. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah, you can give us a call, uh, live here on the show, Limit Break Radio on Skype eight one zero five one five eight seven one five limitbreakradio.com slash discord. Uh, you can challenge us on anything uh, that we're putting out here. Um, but uh, we we do still have uh, limit breaking music ahead, so uh, I, I kind of want to move through this next part uh, as as quickly as possible. So all right, so uh, basically, there's two 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 things that we're gonna we're gonna talk about here. And they're the little snippets that sort of accompanied the uh, the the Legend Returns announcement on the site and the uh, Return to Evilist announcement. So uh, this is what it said for our Return to Evilist. This is the first sort of glimpse we've gotten into what how it's going to sort of start out. It says this morning, reg- residents of Kugan awoke to yes. find above their city an airship unlike any ever seen. Yet while of Garlean design, the vessel distinctly lacked the bleak outfitting common in the Empire's War Machina. No, this was the Prima Vista, private stage for the Tantal- uh, Majestic Imperial Theater <laughs> Company, a troupe having won acclaim across Garlemald for their timeless work, The Zodiac Brave Story, which begets the question, why are they here? The answer to that question and more lies in the self-same legend of which they sing, the legend of Ivalice. Okay. Guys, okay, so this upset me. Does Final Fantasy Nine aside... Does this sound like we're going to go into Ivelisse, these like the big mystical place Ivelisse in the, the sky? Musical. Like <laughs> we're going to like the wandering minstrel type fights? Yes. Like, are we not going to go to Ivelisse? That's a place on Hydaelyn, right? Or know, uh, that, the shards? That very much. That very much does seem like what does is happening. Anyone like, like this idea? No, at I think it's fucking no. terrible. It's, it's, it's dumb. But they, I would agree that it doesn't sound like we're going there. But didn't they also say this was going to be canon to Ivalice lore as well? So I feel like that. Well, yes, but if you, that, it, the, that we have to go there at some point, or, or if it's no, just no, no, a no, story, no. it's not canon to Ivalice at all. Based on what they just said, it's it's a legend, basically just like Omega's FF five stuff is. So I think right. that that's where the canon comes from but i think you're right i think this is essentially the same thing that happened with omega whereas omega put us into a digital space right now we're just going to go into like an improv space right but this seems like it's, it's i don't know it, this seems like it's a big theme amongst this expansion right doing like, stuff that doesn't matter it, yes that has yeah. no yeah no bearing whatsoever on the fucking right. world Everything's pretty much up and your choices don't matter pretty much well because i, I mean and I, and I feel like it was started a little bit with alexander because alexander was literally bubbled off into its own thing 
thing. And now it's just degenerated into make believe. Yeah, dreamscapes and fucking legends. Daydreams. Well, that's why I'm hoping that there's actually some more background lore to where these this theater company came from. If this company came from Evilise, they are telling the story of Evilise here, and then we can they actually will like somehow wrap us into their story and then bring us back to Evilise with them. I might be okay with that. See, here's what here if okay, here's what I would assume is that the story that is being told is from Evilise and is that story that we're being told as characters in the narrative of FF14 that that is canonically added to the world of Evilise. But uh, what we end up doing as players for combat is a recreation of that story. So it holds up that it would be canonically addable to the world of Evilise because it's just a story and that our participation in it is minimized so that it, you know, there's definitely uh, a firewall between those two things. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm mostly a little confused by the fact that they had to bring up that this company has also done a story called the Zodiac Braves among like all, across Garlemald. So like, are we not going to get that story? Like, do they know some lore about the Zodiac Braves that we don't? Well, are we not ever going to get to learn that? Well, I mean, we got like their new show. We got Legend of Evilies. I mean, we've like, got some of it. Like we got. Yeah, but like. Know. I mean, we know that all the original relic holders are in them where they came, got the Zodiacs from and stuff. We know a little bit about it based on the relics, but like we didn't really know much about Ivan Kurlfist until we got the Temple of the Fist dungeon at the last patch. Like there's so much more about each of the original relic holders we sure. don't know. Right. And I'm curious if the Zodiac Brave story is literally just a made up story that they told just to make Garleans laugh and clap or if they actually know some lore and are we ever going to learn that or is that like no that was their past story we're just teasing you by saying it's called the I mean, story and now they're going to sing you the legend of Ivalice the musical um <laughs> I don't know I, I don't like, know uh, but I but I I, I think like honestly I do think that that if that's the narrative device that they're using it's a bad one it's a really 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 bad one and I think anyone who is really looking forward to return to Evelise is going to be slightly disappointed by it and I am. every single background song is like a Broadway musical version of something that's already in this game I will I will eat it up no it's not, that's not <laughs> but I'm a huge musical geek so no, I don't I don't think it'll be like that either so uh, we've we got a couple of visual previews here um, and this is over at the patch 4.1 site that they recently updated I have to say, I will say this. Fucking Rabbit Aster looks great. Oh my god. That looks so fucking cool. Just that screenshot right there. I wish it's I, gonna be so exciting when we can actually go there and walk around. Mm -hmm. See, uh it's just a backdrop, guys. I, I but here's the problem yeah. is that if it is one of these like just a legend destination where it's not an actual place on the map this is exactly what the fuck i was talking about that i i did not want is i i want a place to go to that's a part of the world like okay, and and now now all of this development time has been spent recreating what is a very that is a very intricate rabbinaster right there They've had all that dev time devoted to that and it's not even in the fucking game like it's not an actual place in the fucking game people only do it for four weeks Maybe six, depending on their, on their drop with Glamour. Well, we, we've got the, the roulette now, too. Oh, right. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, actually, I'm, I'm actually glad they're adding that. Like, that will definitely help cycle that content around. But still, 
I don't know. Yeah. Stuff that should have been around in 2.0. It's like, I really, I really, really hope that everything we're saying right now is absolutely wrong. Like, we always hope fiber, that. With every fiber of my being, I hope this is but not But they right. never, never let is. us down. It I mean, I mean they always let us down. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, so um, and when it comes to the MSQ, this is the snippet we got. It says, The liberation of Alamigo signals the end of an era of tyranny. Here, on the cusp of a new age of freedom, her people must decide how they will greet their future and reconcile with their past. What path lies ahead for Lise and her efforts to rebuild the nation? What choices plague Fordola from within her prison cell? <laughs> and to <laughs> where will Raubon return now that the dream for his homeland has at last uh, become a reality? By the way, the legend. I'm putting my money on Raubon being yeah. the legend. Raubon's oh, yeah. the legend. He's oh, yeah. returning to Alamigo. Dun, dun, dun. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The end. Yep. And honestly, like they just gave it away. I think that our MSQ going forward now is basically going to be dealing with civil unrest uh there was actually a line that i remember specifically i think i don't know if it's yeah i'm pretty sure it's it's after you've beaten everything where someone says something along the lines of we need to decide what kind of government the people want to put in place i think we're gonna be dealing with like rebellions and in faction fighting and crap like that yeah why do we care about that shit we don't we just fucking liberated it for you know now we just leave it no reason at all and and now we gotta the world works think about all the in like united states we go we liberated a country we stay there until they get some form of government can run themselves and we leave like that's how it oh, works really when do you, we leave when you, i mean that's that's, <laughs> that's how you basically you're just going to invade a country take down its leadership and then leave that's the biggest jackass thing you that's lisa's job that's why she fucking quit the I mean, that's true. she did leave Here's from us think. because she has our perspective and can also now help them but I say it's we gonna... go back to the syndicate, right? We talk to Lolo Rito or Poplimo or whoever the guy who is still alive is, right? Tele- yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. And we set up the SIA, the Syndicate Information Agency, and then we just control Alamigo as a shadow government. I mean, that's actually pretty close to, you know, what yeah. happens. <laughs> Real life, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, it's a little, it's a little more real, <laughs> yeah, realistic. There. A little too real, there, guys. Rubble Sorry. Rubble. <laughs> Is that the science of America? <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. I didn't mean to take this discussion in that direction, but I mean, is this? Is this satire in an FF14 show? Because I don't think I like satire in an FF14 show. <laughs> oh, a little too real. A little too real. Yeah. All right. right. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't just. I. You know. I'm so underwhelmed by. Everything, everything, everything that we've gotten for four point one, everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think it, the only thing that I'm even remotely interested in, Fordola should still have her crazy powers, right? Like the we fake we, echo she was shoved yeah, into. Yeah, like we didn't take that away from her. We just kind of like temporarily sealed w- it. With that we thing. see, it, yeah, it's just blocked. I don't think it's yeah. Gone. So I mean, obviously, wherever we have her imprisoned, I would assume we have some type of dampening device up. But she could, you know, allegedly like break out and cause some crazy havoc, right? No. <laughs> Okay, she just said uh, what but choices she, plague Fordola and her prison cell. She's gonna fucking turn heel, turn, 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 like Fordola, be good you, now. She's no, yes, I mean, and you, you know you what? No, no, no. And she has feelings, though. Like you I know that she's not pure this. evil. You know, like she hesitated oh. before she blew up her own people. She's just too far gone in, in her, on her own. No, Stop being. We're gonna we're gonna completely forget that she murdered her own tr- her own unit. We're gonna uh. forget that, and she's gonna become one of the signs of the seventh dawn. Juxtadamus prediction. Hashtag it. She's we're also not gonna. Fu- we're also not fucking gonna forget about uh, Gosetsu and Yutsoya. They're not coming until fucking uh, 4.3, 4.4 because they are the fucking Warriors of Darkness. We're going to get teases of them throughout the entire expansion. 
Oh, same oh, thing with Eden Papalima. We see them after the credits and we didn't see him for like three more patches. Yeah. <laughs> They'll take us into Garlemald. Yetsuyu and, and Gosetsu, I yep. think. Yep, here yeah. we go. Oh my yeah, he's, Gosetsu's going to use her to like get back into Garlemald and... History fucking something. repeats itself. Juxtadamus has spoken. <laughs> so spake just Juxtadamus. I, I, Thunder rolls. I mean... Oh my god, I have so many fucking concerns right now. <laughs> I have so many fucking concerns. <laughs> Turban says that they're going to come back with uh, uh, Gosetsu and Yasuzu is going to come back with a little baby. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I don't. I like, don't, he don't was shot that. and she was like crushed. Fuck, though, like, they can't point. fuck. And they, they would each kill other. each she, other. Well, she's unconscious, so that's kind of a. I guess no, that makes it Gosetsu's easy. No, Gosetsu's not a rapist. Stop. Gosetsu no, was no. shot. Kind of a kind of a dark implication there. Look, I no, didn't make the implication. He's a very, no, he's a very noble character. Stop. Trust me. When you Just get like, shot Lully's multiple not, times, Lully's you can't rape not anyone. In child labor, and Gosetsu's not a rapist. This is like not a thing, guys. Um. So anyway. Um. Yeah. No. I. I just. Uh, yeah. Given. Given what we've got, I'm not terribly. Uh. I'm not. I'm not terribly optimistic. If they do the whole. Dragon Ball Z move with Fordola. I'm not going to be happy about it. Like if she's the Vegeta. Yeah. Did I make that? that was that right? That was right. Yes. Yeah. Who's the the, the Krillin? Poplimo. <laughs> oh, okay. But, uh, but he's, dead. he's dead. He's yeah. dead. He is dead. Okay. okay. I'm I'm actually, right too. you know what? That works. That Who, holds up. That holds up. Who's Bulma? Um, Mika. No, Sid. Bulma? Really? I mean, he just makes shit and then disappears again. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I guess. He's the tech person who makes all your airships and then disappears. That's exactly. But that's more like Bulma's dad. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So who's Goku Hano? What? Stop. Is that a person? No. (laughs) Who's the really racist black guy (laughs) with the you know? (laughs) Mister Popo. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) He's just one of the like semi god people that lived up somewhere. We we don't need an actual explanation of it, Nika. That's. But he clearly has no idea anything about Dragon Ball Z. So no, just, but it, here you are engaging him but, again. Exactly. I, I but my point, my every time, my point still stands. If they Vegeta uh, Fordola, I'm not going to be into it. You, you know, <laughs> you, you need to get another one bites the dust drop. And whenever you get uh, Escalia or Nika to engage you when they shouldn't have, you just play that. Yeah, that's a good. And one. we shame but, them. But even still, though, Vegeta was still not like. Even though he was on the good guy's side, he was still an asshole. Which is what was likable about Vegeta. Well, you, you can that's, still be a good guy and be an asshole. That's for Dola. Yeah. Oh, okay, but again, why am I explaining the joke? <laughs> again, the joke of saying that they are going to Dragon Ball Z for Dola holds up. Anyway, um, is that it? Is that's that, it. Whoa, that's whoa, whoa, whoa. That, whoa. Oh Do we want to talk about the three new dungeons? <clears throat> Sorry, the two new du- Oh, the, the dungeon? No. The new no, one? No. no. Wait, we get to drown Escalia. No. The drowned city of Escalia. The drowned city of what was it? Escalia. No. No. Oh, yeah. It's Escala. Oh, Escala. Scala. No, I, I, I want to do something like positive, and that's actually make us happy, like listening to cool music. Yeah. And we just did FEC. <laughs> anyway, so um, if you want to give us a call uh, before we move into uh, limit breaking music here, real quick. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, limitbreakradio.com slash Discord. And I like this. And here was Vegeta. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Good guy, but still an asshole. That's fine. Good one, Infinite. I'm, I'm fine with that, except at no point did I battle against the Warrior of Light. So it, you battle against you, all the other Warriors of the Light every Sunday. I was say, every episode you do that, yes, I agree. 
All right, I'll, I'll you know what I'll accept that. <laughs> so I'm okay with that. Is Zeno Sedokaiba then? Oh God. Who? Zenos? No. Oh my Seto God. Kaiba? Fuck off. You've activated my trap card, Yugi. Basically, actually, yes. Why did blue you answer? Why are you? Why? Blue eyes, why should you? I've got to do it. Why? Why are you doing this, Nika? Uh, because, because she, you know, this is why. Because then she's a teacher. She has to put up with stupid questions and engaging <laughs> them every single fucking day. You she are can't not just wrong. ignore them. You are not wrong. Shinryu, obliterate! Oh my god! Can we do? Can we? Can we do what, limit do? breaking music now? Yes, and Please. actually, you want to know why I'm particularly excited about today's limit breaking music? Why is that? For the first time in the history of this segment, Juxta has actually helped choose some of these songs. N- okay. I <laughs> so we should skip those ones. Yeah, right? I think that we should definitely not listen to those tracks. I, this Excuse is what I think. Use you. Hold on. This is what I think. We'll start because the first one is by him, right? If it's a good song, his next one gets to go as well. But the okay. first bad one that happens, we're done with his songs. Okay, all right. Because I've got because I've got four songs that I didn't get a chance to put on the outline. Yeah, that oh, I they, just, don't, they don't have, get played, man. We have tons of stuff. We have tons of stuff. There's today. a lot. Juxta has the majority of them on here. I'm seeing what? Yeah, yes. you see, like when you have a child, you, like you maturity grows and you have to put forth a lot more effort, and then you just become a better person when you have a child. Oh. <laughs> I recommend to anyone having a child because it really changes your life and your perspective on life as a whole. I, I seriously... I, I believe you. That's why I want children. Nika understands. No, Decibels nailed it. I expect every link that's been submitted to be a link to a fucking Dino Track song. That's what I expect. Because none of us have actually really clicked... None of us have actually clicked these links. I don't think any of us have actually previewed any of these tracks. I sent no, Nero a song to listen to and he never responded to it. In no. Our chat. Sure didn't. Sure I was didn't. really offended. You, you want to know Why? Why? Because fuck you, that's why. I ignored it, too. Well, fuck you. You would like it. It's got a bunch of people singing really fast, and I can't understand it. It's right up here. And head. that's why I would like it? Yeah. It's the kind of song you like. All right. Um, so, Limit Breaking Music, We've. Uh, if this is your first time uh, joining us for Limit Break Radio, or if you're a newer listener, we haven't done this in a while, but we do like to highlight the amazing musical talent that exists in in the FF14 community because there is considerable music talent here. And uh, of course, you know, we we commonly check in with Husky by the Geek. We use a lot of his music in the show. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of really unique sources of music out there. And so we like to try to find stuff that's not necessarily just Husky. That's not necessarily just, you know, some of the big YouTube uh, cover artists or remixers that are out there. We like to really try to, um, you know, uh, find very unique tracks um you know some of these only have a couple of hundred hits on them total so uh everything that we talk about please make sure that you go seek it out we'll have links to each of the tracks that we play over at our website limitbreakradio.com kooky's really good about making sure that the uh, track list and links get posted so um you can uh, you can come back if you're listening on the podcast you can come to limitbreakradio.com uh and uh, find today's episode posting uh or you know if you're listening live uh in in a couple of days we'll we'll have this link we'll have the uh, link list up so um we're gonna start here juxta this was your submission now normally i mean normally i have i have an opportunity 
opportunity to kind of go through these and and listen to see if they're even worth Up to snuff. Yeah, if they're even worth listening to. But I didn't get an opportunity to do this this time, so I have to say I'm a little concerned. I mean, like I said, I've got four tracks of my own that I know are going to be awesome. In case you guys fucked it up, but uh, I'm I'm really interested to 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 hear what you guys brought to the table. Uh, last time Nika did it, I was I was the pretty, majority of them, I was yeah. I was pretty fucking impressed. I got to say, thanks. So, um, Shut up, Nika. Juxta, um, this was your selection to lead yeah. us off here. Um, what can you tell us about the Garlemald Hymn Rock Remix? Uh, it's by M uh, Wind. Small M. Small and capital wind, all of it capital. Okay. And this is... And it sounded really good, so I put it on the list. (laughs) And 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 I don't have musical background hearing these powers like you. And where did you get it from? Oh, I got it from YouTube. Okay. And how many subscribers does M Wind have? Not very many. Under 1,000. 858. See? Yeah. So... They might have less after this. um, If (laughs) you want... If you end up liking this track, M Wind on YouTube. This is the... Garlemald uh, Hymn Rock Remix. You know, with with the the guitars and when it's on it, when it's it, it this reminds me a lot, weirdly, of Rammstein. Yeah. I normally hate the Garly the Garlemald song, but this the guitar is pretty cool. does it. Yeah. 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 can't tell if I'm not sure how I feel about this I can't tell if they've taken just the original track and and put guitar guitar and drums on it yeah Yeah. or if they've taken like you know like the the vocal stub and and you know worked with it I I just can't tell Mm -hmm. it to me just sounds like they took the vocals out of the original and put this behind it yeah it, it does but that would be that's actually really hard to engineer unless you have the vocal tracks separated that's right yeah because you wouldn't just be able to like take off the ost like just the vocals right yeah see i also think that if they if they just had access to the vocals that they would have probably changed the tempo a little bit too Mm. Because this yeah, is very. Actually, I do just kind of feel like there's another instrument I hear peeking through sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. There we go. That was From, an interesting rendition, but. Yeah, I have to say that's very unique mm-hmm. uh, to start us off here from M Wind. Uh, 2047 views on that. Uh, we'll have links again in our chat room if you're listening live, um, but uh, also over at our website, check or uh, limitbreakradio.com. Excuse me. Um, so, uh, that, that do I get a pass on that? Mm, I mean, it was pretty good. Yeah, I think so. I, I think a lot so. better all right. later, too. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Do you 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 put some forethought into to the selection into the, how many the way I put them uh, in to the thing really no I didn't I just put them in the order I found yeah, them that's what I thought yeah. that that sounds that sounds like mm-hmm. the drugs I know <laughs> um all right so uh this one is from uh, Zephyr Cradle um which is and this one is actually a selection from Ascalia mm-hmm. um and Zephyr Cradle is uh, Japanese. 
um, a, a Japanese like uh, a collective, I think. I was say that, that that that's the one the 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 big like album collection that that you had found. That's right? correct. Yeah, I actually saw it that says, a few weeks earlier. Chrono, that Chronostalgia. That's what it was. Yeah, called. I had found that a few weeks earlier through one of like the FF uh, groups on on Facebook that I, that I saved as well. So. Well, and, and we had talked a lot about their, uh, remix album that was for like the 2.0 music. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we, they, they do a lot of really cool creative stuff and there's a lot of variation between the tracks. Um, so, uh, all right, this one, uh, from Zephyr cradle, uh, called, uh, fate of Atma remix, which, uh, fate of the Atmas that nobody does it anymore. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like I'm, I, I, I'm not sure. Is it just like silence? <laughs> I definitely feel like we've featured this before. I definitely no. feel like we've no, we've played this. No, but a lot of this. people have a lot of people have remixed this song, so it's possible. I was going to say, I actually, I actually them. put up a list yeah, like in this thread of ones that have been featured before. I would hope that Ascalia had the forethought to look through it. No, this one's new. It's like like a month or two old. So no, it's not. Are you sure? I'm 100% sure. No, it's, no, it came out June 2017. Nope. I'm lo- Okay, it was posted on YouTube in June. There it, you it go. Is, it is not their official channel. Nope, it is sure not. This has been around for the better part of two or three years. Yeah, because this... And, uh, and, I, and I'm almost sure that we featured it. The channel this is posted on is Games OST Remixes, so it is not the original channel. I, I, I know that we featured this before. I know for a fact that we featured this before. I don't know. It doesn't. Hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's hard for me to say one way or the other because even if we haven't featured this specific one, I'm sure we've featured this song before. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I am quite sure. It's not even, it's not even labeled correctly, and I'm pretty sure that we talked about it as a part of the Zephyr Cradle discussion that we had the first time. So, thanks, Escalia. Wait, wait to not do any fucking research. God, we should call him. <laughs> we should. We should. Sleep. Oh, uh, it says that we featured a song by Dajin. Dajin, uh, Fate of Atmon, episode forty-six. There you go. There you go. That's See, not the same, that's not the same song, is it? Same fucking song. I guarantee I don't have you. A link to that one. Guarantee you. Well, it's the same song, but not the same remix. No, it is the same remix. Stop arguing with me. I know that this is a fact. So he um, has the ear for it. That uh, I'm not. I'm not going to bother uh, playing through to the end of it since we've uh, already. Scalia fails. Fucking juxta doesn't. So I so just look even better now. Let me let me let me explain why this is frustrating because this confirms that I can no longer let this segment go over the air without checking your guys' work first. Well, Scalia's work. No, all of yours. I mean, but it's Scalia's fault. I, yes, and, it is. It is Scalia's. Yes. To be fair. Uh, Kahlo, you did put this up there without curating the list no, at I, all. No, I didn't put that one on there. Scalia put that one on there himself. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's fair. Yep. So that's that's definitely frustrating. And, the, and and this is one of the things that, you know, I've said for a long time, we've got to have an ongoing list. Wh- which we of do. everything we, that, we've ever, that we've ever featured yeah, on. Yeah, we do. Yep. He we put, do. He and, host and I put that in this thread. We do have a list. I just yep. looked at it. Yep. It's open right now if you want to see it. All right, let's. Uh, I, I, we'll, we'll move on to the next uh, to the next track here because that this, you know on top of everything, this is also the most difficult uh, segment that we have to to, to, to put it to, to put together. Yep. Um, and I I'm I'm like ninety percent sure that we featured this as well. 
What? I'm like 90% sure that we've the featured. The locks? The locks? This is new oh. to Stormblood. Okay, yeah. We haven't done any Stormblood. Yes. You're right. You're right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, I, I I chose this one. And uh, actually, one of the reasons I chose it, because normally I'm not partial to doing like covers on the show, right? Especially ones when they're just piano. But a discussion that we've had quite a bit since Stormblood came out, and specifically uh, uh, opinions from you and Nero, was that there hasn't been a lot of songs that really jumped out at you in Stormblood, like you know, comparatively to to a Realm Reborn and and even in in, in Heavensward, a lot of it's been very weeby and not very Final Fantasy esque. And when I first opened this up, like I think this is one of the few tracks in the entire expansion that really does sound to me distinctly Final Fantasy. All right, well, so this is uh, from Luna Forsyth. Who only has one subscriber, by the way. One subscriber, what? seventy-eight views on this video. Oh. Let's fix that right now. This is the Locks Nighttime Piano Cover. They use that same graphic down the corner. That yeah, that, that was that did. was the thing that made me think that we had we had aired it before. <laughs> mm-hmm. What zone is this from? Oh, the Locks. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Just said that. <laughs> Wake up. It's like from the fringes. Funnily enough. There is a fringe remix later that you picked out that that, that we'll be talking to. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds Go ahead, Nika. I was just saying one of my friends is also doing some 14 piano covers. I wanna look into that. This is really pretty. It's very soothing, so mm-hmm. kind of for, a lot of 14 music lends itself well to piano covers, I feel like. It kind of reminds me of, um, and, and I think this is probably where Anira was thinking we've done this before because we've done so many versions of them. Uh, Twilight over Thanalon. Oh yeah, yeah. I've kind of been spoiled on that song. Yeah, yeah. And the, what is that, that like? The winds over the windy breeze. breezes or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Can't listen to those anymore. Yep. I can't help but be really impressed by people that can do both piano or really crazy guitar stuff just because of like the the dexterity that yeah. it takes. They're really good at I have to imagine they're good at like fighting games. Oh, I thought you were going to say something completely different. What about I mean like what about um what about people who can play like multiple instruments without even trying? Oh yeah, well they're just I don't know, they sacrifice souls or something. I mean mm-hmm. Granted, the part of their brain that says you can have fruit cocktail next to sandwiches doesn't work, but that's somebody else's joke. I can't claim credit. How often does that happen? How often does your fruit cocktail end up next to your sandwich, though? This is nice. I I can't believe they only have one subscriber. Yep. You guys go fix that shit right yeah. now. See, that's why I, I I feel like people who just do covers get a little bit less credit than people who do like entire remixes well, and also stuff. Also, I feel like th- this is a Japanese person, and I feel like they post a lot of things on Nico Nico, and I feel like they probably get a lot more subscribers over there than and they How use do you YouTube. Know that they're Japanese because they have the comment all also posted in Japanese, and their Twitter oh. is in Japanese. So I feel like they probably just kind of use YouTube as an afterthought and just export it here and then just leave it. Um, that's probably fair. But still fix that shit, man. <laughs> it was great. Someone saying it reminds them of I Am Setsuna. There's just something about it that, that, yeah, reminds me of just a lot of, like, older square type stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's a, and it's just, it's a slightly just, like, more tuned down take mm-hmm. on, uh, on what's already there. It's almost like something you'd hear in, like, a 
jazz club almost. It's not jazz, yes. but it's no, no, no. But like it's something Nika. you hear in the background at like a. Like no, a, yeah. You nailed it. No, yeah. no, no. You are a hundred percent right. There, there was that little part in the middle where it it it, it went up like it, and it sounded. A little bit more optimistic and, and upbeat. That was yeah. absolutely jazz piano. That was a hundred percent jazz piano. Like to me. Yes, I, I, I agree. actually, I actually even place. You're right. That is a little bit slower and smoother than the original one in the game because right. I think the original one in the game of this actually starts to get on my nerves near the end because it's a little bit too upbeat. Mm-hmm. But with it kind of mellowed out like that, yeah. really, really nice. Yeah. Um, well, so our- good job. You you passed. Can't say the same for Escalia. No, you can't say the same thing for Escalia. That was embarrassing. Who is the bad today? He is. Jugs is a good. (laughs) I still think we should call him and wake him up and yell at him. Um, He'd probably uh, just hang up on us. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually skip the next one on the list. We'll end with that, so that we know that we know for a fact that we're ending on something high quality. Yeah. yeah. What does Um, that mean? So we'll we'll just skip. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll skip Husky. We'll come back to Husky. Uh, and uh, we'll check out this one from... Uh, now, now, Kahlo, you had actually found this. This is the... Whoa, 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 hey, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> there we go. Yep, yep. Uh, now, I'm usually not partial to 8-bit music. I mean, I know that has a whole genre onto itself, um, but I've uh, very, very rarely do I really like them myself. But I put this one on here uh, because we don't usually get a lot of, you know, opinions from Juxta on, like, composition and stuff like this. This is 8-bit stuff, right? Like, he's been living in that world forever. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> so this is sort of my my submission to Juxta. And I'm going just to uh, throw this out there. I found this, but I didn't put it on there. Oh. I didn't think it was I didn't think it was good enough to be on here. Oh. So. I actually I, I I may agree with you, but let's What's what's that genre called though? When, uh, the the, the retro stuff? chip no. ch- chip tunes EDM chip chip tunes. But the, the root sandstorm. I don't know if this this really counts as it because chip tunes is more of like a a, 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 a mixture of modern and like retro I, I stuff. Think, I think yes, for most people to to take it from eight bit to chip tune, you've got to add another instrument somewhere in there, and this is all pretty square Just wave. All yeah bit. yeah. Did we have we figured any eight bit remixes before? No, because I actually find them really grating and annoying. <laughs> because I remember really loving this 8-Bit Sophia remix, and now that I see it up in the corner, it's by Mwind, who we just featured in a different song. Right. Hmm. And he didn't do an 8-Bit, the other one that we featured, so... Hmm. I just I can't remember where I heard the Sophia one before. Oh, is there a Sophia 8-Bit one, too? Yeah. Yeah, and that's by, it is by Mwind, the other person we oh, featured. Oh, so. oh, 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 I see what you're saying. But so I'm, I'm just trying to figure out where I heard it before if it wasn't from our Lumbreaking Music. This isn't as grating is on cool. me that 8-bit stuff usually is, though. Mm-hmm. Like, this feels like... I feel like I could see this in the background of, like, a Sega Genesis game. Like, I just I just want to play it right now. Because that, that was my first system. Oh, so. okay, I guess. I mean, yeah, I... This... I mean, it's not bad. It's not... Like, most 8-bit shit, I'll, I'll turn it off after a few minutes. But mm. this, is, this is pretty well done. It varies enough to stay interesting. But you've got such a limited palette of what you're working yeah. with in terms of songs, or in terms of sounds, that it can be tough. People are saying very Shantae. Or very Pokemon, someone says. I, yes, poke, I could see this in a Pokemon game, for sure. I just wish there was like a little bit more to it. 
Yeah. If it, if, if it was, that, that's, why I didn't, that's why I didn't add it on there. It's because I felt like it, it should have been something more. If it was yeah, more chip tuny and there was like just one modern instrument in there, yes. I think they could really. Lakshmi song as a whole is really pretty but really repetitive. After it gets mm-hmm. to the one verse and the one chorus, it's just the same thing over and over again. True. So I feel like Lakshmi song as a whole needs someone to reinterpret it with just a little bit more oomph in general. Yeah, I agree. That's fair. Because I love this there song. It's just. There you go. Okay, now, with that said, I actually did put an 8-bit song on here. And uh, it's uh, if you want to skip to that one, so we can keep the 8-bits together. Well, for, first of all, uh, that that theme was from Coconero? Uh, Coconero? Coconero. 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 You can find that on uh, YouTube. That's where we found it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, that's called the Lakshmi 8-bit theme. Um, Is there I'm, another eight bit song that you got, Juxta? Yeah, it's uh, down here. It's like the third from the, the from the bottom. It's Stormblood Boss Battle version uh, V.1 okay. from DJ Eki. It's on SoundCloud, and uh, the beginning I have to say is a little. It's a little repetitive, but it just there's just one part where it kicks up and it actually starts, and it's ho oh, ho ho. Okay, it gave me the neck tingles. All right, all right, let's let's do I it. I like neck tingles. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm gonna say off the rip. It's got yeah, a pretty, just pretty simple. Just give it a sec. It's just tingling you. It's playing with you. It's going up your thigh. You're not sure if you like it or not yet. It's too long. Yeah. I see where it's about to start. Though. You're like, oh, it's. it's If this would have started a lot earlier, yeah. yeah. You know what this sounds like? I would have gotten into it if I'd found this. You know what yeah. this? You know what this sounds like? This sounds like if the postal service did FF14 covers. That's what it sounds like, right? Like I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Ben Gibbard's whiny, breathy voice to start singing to me about dandelions or some shit. Marcus, yeah. uh, Marcus on the chat says uh, Mega Man. Yeah, that's that's exactly the vibe it gave me. Is, uh, yeah, Mega Man. Yeah, too. that's fair. Yeah, Mega Man is fair. Yeah, I would say, I'd say that very short though. Yeah, it went it's back version into one. Start, so it only needed see like two measures of that, which is about three seconds rather than thirty seconds. Mm-hmm, it just yeah. needs that bump, bump, mm-hmm. bump, 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 just a couple of times, and then boom, kick it off. Instead, it had thirty seconds of that. Yeah, that I, I, much. I completely agree. One, it, it, it only, it would only have taken one measure of the open. We could have hung with the, the part cool that really, part. yeah, the cool part a mm-hmm. little bit longer. Um, but they decided not to do that. That's okay though. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Dejeki, D J E K K I E over on SoundCloud. And, uh, of course, that's the uh, Stormblood Boss Battle V1 remix there. Um, All right. So uh, this one was chosen actually by the pair of you. I found it first, and he had reposted it before seeing that I posted on there. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a uh, Kugane remix. Which I... I'm going to be honest. You're a fan of the music in Kugane? I hate it. Oh, okay. I actually hate it, but... A few measures into this one, they do something really interesting with it. Really? All right. So, uh, again, this is uh, from YouTube, uh, and this one is coming from uh, Sasaki, and you can find their account at Music Sasaki uh, on YouTube. But uh, here we go. This is a uh, Kugane remix. If it'll start. He's got to push play. On oh, the yeah. Video. He's got to push play on the video. I see it now. <laughs> God. Got to walk up to it. 
I do like the tempo better than the original one. Ooh. Ooh, okay, all right. Yeah. Oh. Like the strings. The snaps. I like the snaps. The snaps. The snaps are cool too. Because I'm not sure where it could go from here. There's one or two places it could go. It leaves. Oh, Hang on. Okay. <laughs> this is okay. I'm glad. Not I'm glad. Where I expected it to go. I I'm glad that we had the two kind of eight bit tracks preceding this because this is what I think of when I think of chip tune. How you do it right. Yeah, and and this is there's a lot of energy here. I like this. I like, like dubstep feel. Yeah, I like yeah. the I like that wavy that little wavy breakdown that they have going on. That's pretty fucking cool. They somehow find a way to like it's like a chiptunes version of dubstep. They like take the weaviness out of it for me. Yeah. Wait, what is that? I wonder what that expression was in Japanese that, that was the character from the game that just somebody just shouted something in yeah, Japanese. I don't know. It doesn't matter. No, I'm curious if it's a character that that is pertinent to Kukane. Now, okay. Now, I like. I actually like this because it's it's a little bit more re reminiscent of, of the original, and and it provides a juxtaposition. Shut the fuck what? up! What? Shut up! What? It provides what? a juxtaposition between the two different tracks, and I actually like that quite a bit. I mean, I was hoping, I was hoping maybe something for, new. for something, yeah, for there, the third yeah. time um, to go into something really unique and different. But yeah, this is good. This is good. Kugana Club music. <laughs> so these are pretty good, mm -hmm. I, and I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you guys credit, but I still think. That the couple of selections that I've made beat the shit out of every track we've heard so far. Proving once again, I'm the only one who knows what I'm doing. The only that you only got a formal education in all of this. That's all. Fine, next time you do it. This would be fun on DDR. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, so it's basically the same thing, just repeated twice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's... I... Okay, that's... I wish they had done more with that instrument right there. With the strings? Yeah. Yeah, with that kind of smoothed out version. Because that, that staccato kind of plucked playing was kind of cool. And then there was the violin, like, yeah. the long string. Yeah. I, I wish they had stuck with the long strings a little bit more. But I, I gotta say... Impressive. Yeah, I was really impressed that they hooked me considering, like, I, I got burnt out in that song in the game so fucking quick. Yeah. So, um, it, now, all right, here's, here's, here's my question. Do we flip over to my tracks? I think we now, should give Juxta one more chance, because didn't we say we'd give him, like, one more? I'll give him one. I, I will give him one more. But, I mean, there's, like, four different tracks yeah. left here. Juxta, did you want to pick which you've one got, we do? Yeah, you've um, got to choose your last one. Okay, well, I'm going to go on a, like a rock one. So do the last battle, Delta Escape Savage by Catherine G. Catherine. J.G. J.G. Fourth from the bottom there. Yeah. <laughs> 
fourth a, from it. The, okay, yeah. here we are. Which is another SoundCloud one. I'm actually surprised you actually went to SoundCloud to look for yeah, stuff. Yeah, I tried to do it. Well, I tried th- but that's work. that's the thing, though, is that... SoundCloud sucks. Well, sound, SoundCloud <laughs> like does Like, people su- put their podcast on there. Why? I, that I can't I can't I explain why anyone... And SoundCloud has changed a lot of its, like, policies. You can't download stuff anymore really easily. You have to, like, pay for shit. Right, right. I, I just... I, I mean, it makes sense if you're a music creator to put stuff there as well. But, yeah, like, not every... You can't find necessarily everything through YouTube. And you think you should, but you, you can't. So, all right. So, this is from uh, Catherine JG uh, from... Uh, and, and to be fair, this is a cover of Final Fantasy five, 5 and yeah. 14. <laughs> uh, so, this is uh, the, the Last Battle slash Deltascape Savage. Theme. Spoilers, Nika. Okay. Alright, I like that build up there with the guitar. Yeah, yeah, this is this is I gotta say that this is pretty legit. I dig it. I dig it a lot. Fast tempo and the changing all the different types of instruments really makes me think of like the the, the the changing pace of like a battle. Yeah. Yeah, I second that. Yeah, it feels a little more like death is imminent. Well the double the double hi-hat is is really helpful in that. Like that it, the way that the drummer is playing those cymbal hits really, really quickly, I think increases the tempo and the pace of the entire song. And it's interesting just to see the the production notes this person posted. They used four different music creation softwares to make this. I don't know how, like, they use different programs and then splice them all together. I have no idea. Uh, They use, like, a different program for the strings and a different program for, like, the guitar and then, like, a different program to mix it all down. Right. So, um, basically, you know, if you make the percussion first... And you know you treat every instrument separately. Yeah, you can you can go instrument by instrument through different programs and, and make it. I agree. If they remake FF5, I would love to hear this version of battle music. Yeah, I mean it's it it's not deviating very much from the source material, but it is just you know it's kind a of solid like solid battle theme though. Yeah, super solid, and and I I would love for this to be in the actual game instead of what we got. I think this is <laughs> I think this is really good. See 
one of the things that I always look for in songs is, is especially, you know, when it's all just in- instrumental, is that it feels like it's telling a story and it's not repeating itself. As cool as the Kugani thing was, you're right. right. It did repeat itself a few times. Yeah. But this feels like you're always going through something different. That something different's always happening. Different phases of the fight. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of repetitive by this point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty good with it by now, but... Um, yeah, no, I, I I enjoyed it. I think that that that's definitely a good uh, good track there. Oh wait, hey, Shh. no, Shh. no spoilers. Shh. Be quiet, SoundCloud. Um, that yeah, I I think they did uh, did a very good job with that. So um, good choice, Juxta. Good Thank choice. You. So uh, you well, did better than Escalia today. Yeah, did you do really better did. than Kahlo? Uh, Give it to him. You want you want to do one more? Yeah. Do you have one more? Oh, do you want like a slow one or the one I picked out for Nika? Oh, I, I was asking if Kahlo had one more. Oh, I, oh. No, I think you played all. Wait, mine. you picked oh, you, one out for me? Yeah. yeah, I figured you would like one. Which one? Well, I'm not going to tell you over well, the time. You can play it. What is it? Oh, uh, it's that's uh, 14. It's right above it. It's Automata Musicorium Lalorium Remix. Now, I actually think that this was going to be one of my one of my selections. Oh, because um, this is also by Zephyr. Yes, this is from Zephyr Cradle, and again, that the the album that they put out for uh, for Heaven's Word uh, remixes and Heaven's Word music is really really amazing. We'll share the link here in just a second. Um, but actually, no. As I'm listening to this, is not what I thought it was going to be. Did you pick this one because it has the word automata in it? Yeah, I figured it was like uh, near. I doubt it, but we'll see. No, because it's an FF14 show in oh, Elevate. Yeah. It's all, it's yeah. Sorry, it's already started playing, Nika. I'm sorry about that. Oh, sorry. I usually wait for you to cue it like yeah, your I voice. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do that. It just ran into it, so sorry. Ooh, I kind of like that. That's not cool, though. Yeah, slow start, but when those like... What would you call it? Like a hymn in the back? Yeah, or? it's like, like, it, a, it, like a halo chant. song. Yeah, yeah, it's a chant. <laughs> the halo song. <laughs> Cool. I like that part right there. Mm. Hey, which song is this? Oh, it's the. Uh, um, it's the Alexander. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. no? It's, one of the, it's the Fry Soul Continuum, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, no, you're right. I feel like it needs to go somewhere else, so it needs to build more for me. I kind of It definitely agree. does sound like it would be a near though with this chanting. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> this does sound like a near song. It's got the same kind of chorus as all the near songs do. Yeah, uh, uh Zofia saying as is law. That's what it is, yeah. This would be nice to put on in the background if it doesn't go anywhere else, but just like for solid, like really intent listening, it's yeah. like, it put me to sleep. Yeah, I kind of agree. Well, I'm hoping it, it's going to like hit some. Hit I don't. Some at at this point, no. I don't know. It's, it's a five-minute track. It, it, there's a lot. There's there's a lot of opportunities. The style of chant though is definitely being like, oh, is this is this a near song? No, no. I think it improves the original though for sure. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. See, this is where, right here, they could start building something right here. They could, they could very, very easily because they had that change up. Now you've got that that uh, kick drum underneath. You could very yeah, easily be building something happening. here. Come we're, we're on, to something. Come on. Cool. 
typing in the background. That's a weird, a weird addition right there. Yeah, there. I know, right? Yeah, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't do. Reminds me of Fantasy Star Online. I, whoever said that this could be the play online music has nailed it. Yeah, this part for sure. Gym link. Hang on. This is not. This is. This is not what I wanted. Yeah. This is not. I mean, I mean listen. It's nice. nice. It's definitely nice. Yeah. I just. It's good. I was expecting a bigger yes. build-up. It's. It's a good remix, and and they had the. They had. I. I heard three missed opportunities to really. Yeah. Be able. Where they to kick us over the edge. And I still. There's a part of me, where I'm like, I'm waiting for it to happen. Still waiting for the payoff. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I want to say, you know, you know who's really good at that? NPC is really good at mm-hmm. that. Where you know maybe the first half is so unique from the second half that you hit the second half and you're like, oh, shit, that's a totally different song. This never happened. This was the same song from beginning to end. It did a good job, though. It, it did. For what? I mean, that, that, that's obviously something that's intentional. It's very atmospheric. Right. Yeah. Yes, atmospheric is a good way to put it. And the original song is like that, too, but not as, like, nice to listen to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this, this is nice. Um... I'm wondering where they got this chorus from because I'm almost wondering if it is from a near song. You know the uh, the the <laughs> Twitch channel you always put on when we're doing CPR pre-production that would go really well on a sure. channel like that. Yeah, That's like those good. chill out those yep. chill out tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I do like this part that sounds like a music box. Mm-hmm. Like I think that that's kind of a cool take on it. It even sounds like there's some gears going yeah, in there. That's a cool, cool, cool way to end it. Yeah. yeah. So, so you said this is a song for Nika, right? Yeah. Which, I mean, it's good, but overall, boring and could put you to sleep. So, good choice Thank for you. Nika. Thank you. I was inspired by Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, there you go. Um, that's from uh, Zephyr Cradle, mm-hmm. again called Automata Miscorium Lalorium Remix. Uh, check now. it out. You can find that. You can find it at YouTube, uh, and also I would assume it's Zephyr Cradle, mm-hmm. although I'm not sure where. Yeah. Now, are you guys ready for a Nero to blow out your ear holes? Are you with his dick holes? Are you? Because I'm pretty sure that that's about to be what happens. He's going to impregnate your listening orifices. Now, uh, again, we just talked about Zephyr Cradle. Um, There is a website where you can pick up uh, this album. It's called Life of Ishgard. It's a Final Fantasy XIV arranged compilation album. Uh, the second one that they've done, uh, the first one, we played selections from it. it very impressive. It's basically, d- they're doing, they're, they have the same aim again. Uh, it's two CDs. Two CDs. Uh, nine tracks on the first disc. Eight tracks on the second. Total 17 tracks. Um, and they, you know, they go all over the place and, uh, not necessarily all of them are from Ishgard. For example, there's, uh, uh, a BSJ club remix of Oblivion here that we'll get to in just a second. Cause that may be the best version of Oblivion that I've ever heard. 
but it's definitely worth picking up. You can find it at HTD slash ishgard.tumblr.com. There's a direct link. You can check out the eight minute demo that's over on SoundCloud, or you can download the full album, 192 kilobyte MP3. It's available in a zip file. Just go and download it. I, I cannot speak highly enough of this. Starting with the very first track. This is from a uh, arranger or remixer, or whatever you want to call it. They're called Licks, L-I-X. And the track name here is called Active Time Design Error. Mm-hmm. This will be my first choice here. No, I told you to download this earlier, Nika. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Kookie, just, Kookie just put the link in the chat. I told you to get it set up before we start. You did. I don't remember that at all. You just missed it then. Wow. Already. Now, granted, again, it's not quite Stormblood music, but this is new FF14 music. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is... Uh, this is what I wanted from all these other fucking tracks right here. This is what I fucking wanted. A proper goddamn build up and pay off. That's what she said. and back and forward and back ah just I, I, this is very well done it's a very like uh i don't know the word i want to use uh, uh like kind of happy for what i would expect from you. Upbeat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah there you go it's very very upbeat yeah like you throw you throw some like japanese on here it's an anime song granted it's coming out of japan so <laughs> that's not I that unsu- i can't even find the download link i'm giving up Which song is this originally? Does it say on there? Is it the forward and back one? Yeah, it's forward and back. It's from Alexander. It's from Alexander. Oh, I hear it now. Yeah, yeah. But I I feel like they've worked a little bit of something else in there, too. Oh, now, now I really hear it, yeah. Our yeah, the, there's the forward impact. And, yeah, and then they worked in idle, uh, like an Idleshire melody in there. It. Oh, yeah. Holy shit, Mika, if you don't stop fucking talking about this, Sorry. I'm gonna, I'm seriously gonna be fucking pissed. Because I did give you this fucking link. I don't remember seeing that at all. Alexander's didn't have lyrics in it. That was only the final fight, this was, right? This was the third one. Yeah. The, the third and, it, and it did have lyrics in it. Okay, because, yeah, cause, cause, yeah I, I, like, I feel like I'm waiting for something else that, that that it was previously missing. Yeah, and they all did have lyrics. They were just talking about, like, bolts and oh, well, yeah. time. And yeah. It was, like, background lyrics more so. Mm-hmm. Go. 
See, this is this is the zone remix. They're the zone melody that I feel like they've just injected uh-huh. here. See that that horn where that is in the background right there? That that I really like the addition. It really of that. pulls the whole fucking thing together. Yes, that that's like the thing that sort of like I felt like like it was missing just a little tiny yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. For a minute, I actually thought that it was just like a really distant like vocaloid type of type of deal. No, no. no. Very optimistic feeling song though. Yeah, it's very upbeat. I think it's triumphant. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to describe it. And then you get a switch up here. Yeah, definitely things that Alexander didn't make us feel. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely no switch ups there. Or triumphant feels. resets like that it's really nice was that this song really stagnated in the actual fight itself like we would start joking like seeing the you know the lyrics but it's very repetitive like it's 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 done after the first time through it's the same thing ending was real nice yeah mm. putting yeah. a definitive end on it like that oh, i always like and that. just not fading it out and yes. yeah i i agree um i and again uh this is from the uh life of ishgard album that you can find over at htd-ishgard.tumblr.com you can download uh the entire album over there check out the uh eight minute demo um or you could just keep listening to us because we're gonna take you through a couple of more tracks here uh including this is literally my hands down my favorite Oblivion version. Shiva's theme, right? Ever, yes. Oh, this is like my favorite song. Yes, and 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 Nika, I don't know if you saw it. I just I I, I put the individual uh, file into the into the host chat for you so that you can listen along yes. because I know this is your favorite, and I know that this is just going to elicit tons of reactions, not just from in the room, but also from our chat room as well. So I do want everyone to hear it. So um, again, coming off of the Life of Ishgard album, uh, this is put together by uh, BSJ Club. And uh, it is a decidedly, I think, a very much more punk rock take on Oblivion than I've heard previously. So let's check that out from BSJ Club. Disappointed they couldn't redub the singer, but no, I I like I like the new singer. I, I, I like I do too. I, 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 Wait, is this a new singer? They just took Phil's singer and then put a no. This is definitely new. That's really oh, yeah, good. That's, that's yeah. That's definitely someone different. You can tell the singer that doesn't know English, but yeah, like at all. She, cause, just because the formations of the sounds are a little off. But. I don't know if you guys remember that that band from the mid two thousands, the Distillers, but this sounds so much like the Distillers, and I, I, I fucking I fucking love it. It does sound like something that I feel like I've listened to recently. I know it's not them because I've never heard of them. 
Uh, I don't know if maybe I'd have to listen to it again, but uh, the Black Mages did a version of, oh, I think the opening song from FF10, but with a female vocalist. I think that may be what, I'm remi- what it's reminding me of. Otherworld? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Black Mages did a version of that, and they used a female vocals instead of male. Yes, they did, and they and they had English lyrics to go with it. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't. I, I don't feel like this has any call. No, it, it, it might not. Maybe just my head's being weird, but that's I don't know. It definitely reminds me of something, though. I mean, but this song already had a female vocalist. So yeah. There's yeah. no change here. I love how they soaked her in reverb for this part. Yeah, like, I like the mix, but it is, it's just, I don't want to nag back on her for her English pronunciations, but, like, is she, this, the, the singer clearly has no working knowledge of English at all. Okay, well, then, then you gotta say the same fucking thing about Soken when he sings it, because he does the same shit. Yeah, but he, he, here's the thing, this is the reason I, 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 I like that, because I don't think that they're going into this being like, oh, yeah, no, you know, her English is enough it gives it something that's very unique yeah because if you, were to, if you were to give her whether it's an english person singing it or uh you know a, a japanese person who did understand how english worked both of those would sound distinctly different yeah. to what you're listening to right now and it definitely gives it a very very unique flavor because of that No, I think it's, it's probably an anime song that it, that it's reminding me of from like Could childhood be. or something. Yeah, sure, yeah. I think that's what it is. I like the choice of reverb. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I actually think that this is probably my favorite version of, of Oblivion. It's just it's not too much different from the original though, because the original is already a rock song. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. It could they could Ooh. Oh, okay, I do like this guitar solo here. And here's the thing is that it, it's got... See, it, now they've got the guitar in the background, too. Yeah. Like, it, it's got this very kind of, like, mid-2000s, like, like hot topic punk rock vibe to it that, you know, like, I, I don't go out of my way to listen to that type of music, but this, I think, is a very... Like, I love, especially, like, remixes and covers when people will use that aesthetic without, you know... Well, and I think that's the reason why everyone feels like it sounds so familiar is because it because it, it perforated that time period so heavily. Everyone's heard some example of that at some point in their life. Right. And, and that's why it's just like, I feel like I've heard that somewhere. What song is that? What song is that? But I think it's more reminiscent of the entire genre. Yeah, no, I agree. I totally agree. Um, so, yeah, I, I dug it. Um, it, it. It sounded to me like, you know, a Japanese version of the Distillers or L7, um, any of any like that kind of stuff. So uh, I really dug it. I, I it's it's definitely one of my favorite um, versions of uh, of Oblivion. So. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's 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 check out a couple of more songs here. Um, so uh, this one. I mean, we're basically just going in order through the opening of the album. But um, this one is uh, Field of the Borderless. 
And I'm actually kind of not sure who is on the range of this, um, mostly because it's a bunch of squiggles. <laughs> Moonspeak. <laughs> and, and I don't know what that means. Um, but when I when I plug it into uh, into Google, it brings up someone named Kokeke on Twitter. So Kofefe? No, Kokeke. <laughs> oh. So I'm going to go ahead and assume that's who it is um, and, and go ahead and give them credit. But this is uh, uh, the third track off of the... Uh, uh, Zephyr Cradle album, um, the uh, the Ishgard album, and uh, this one is uh, Field of the Borderless. I feel like I'm grinding tomes right now. It, 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 there's a lot of the original track in there this to is start the, it off. The first dungeon in Ishgard, right? What? Is this Keeper of the Lake? No, no, not Keeper of the Lake. Um, it's the flying theme, you guys. Is it? God damn. Yeah, it's the theme when you're flying, and it's like the generic flying theme. Yeah. Oh, who has those still on? I do because every single mountain has like most mounts have a different music, so that's why. Most mounts, only the special mount sneaker. Check your mount privilege. Oh, there's someone is saying that this is also the music when you fought Midgar Sormer. Yeah, you son of I bitches. I don't think so. No, that no. may be right. No, this is called Field of the Borderless because you have no borders when you fly. So oh. here's the second half of the track. This sounds a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, I like okay. this. Thank you. Again, very like optimistic and upbeat. I bet the, the like, guys have a totally different view of the game than we do. Like this, this would absolutely be what I would use if I needed to do a corporate presentation. You know <laughs> yes, what I mean? Yes. And yes. it's you know like 3M moving the future forward. I do I do like the orchestral take on it like overall you know I, I feel like there's not a lot of remixers who operate in this sort of space that's fair and so when it's done well I definitely like to take a listen and cue the Apple conference is Infinity Fox that is sort of what it sounds oh, like. especially that end I, right there. The, yeah. It ended with the FF uh, little... like The flourish. The little yeah. flourish there. Yeah, totally. Um, Apparently, I, that's what I was going for. I, I, I liked that, but um, here's, here's my fourth selection. And again, uh, this is all coming off of the... Uh, uh, Life of Ishgard album. You can find it at htd-ishgard.tumblr.com. Full uh, full download is available over there. You can find all of these tracks, including this one. Uh, and and I have not forgotten about our our Husky track. 
um, that we're going to play before we get out of here. Um, but this is the last one uh, in terms of uh, my selection from uh, from from Life of Ishgard. Uh, this is from YNO Regenetrix, and uh, we've actually we've played a track of theirs before here on uh, Limit Breaking Music. And uh, this one is uh, there's there's two remixes that are contained in uh, in this one track. It's uh, close to the heavens and lost in the clouds. So from from Regenetrix, this is fly through the clouds. It's a bit of a slow start, admittedly. But it, it's... I like it, though. Nice. It makes you feel like we're sneaking around, like, trying to solve a mystery. I'm never <laughs> tired of this song, though, to be completely honest. It, honestly, they did... When they selected this piece of music to be the the piece of music that's constantly repeated, mm-hmm. they did... Where is it from again, this part? This is just, like, everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of this. Oh. Um, uh, <laughs> I always notice it in the churning mists when you're near the, uh, oh, what's that giant place Anic next time? to the Moogles? No. I mean, the Zenith. The Zenith? Zenith. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I also hear it a lot in Kurthus. Yes. Yes. Yep. This is sort of what I expect out of a video game remix, right? Like, mm-hmm this kind of instrumentation and stuff like that. There's a lot of complexity in this. So, if the other tracks felt very happy, this one does feel very somber. Mm -hmm. But it's still upbeat. It, it, well, it's more of it. It's more upbeat than the original. That's for sure. I like how they add the drums there. That's a nice. It's a nice touch. Oh, it's not done. No, we're, we're just over halfway. Yeah. I like it. You think it's done, it comes back a little different. It, it, it actually builds up four different times. Yeah. Which I think is pretty goddamn cool. on this album are like this. I'm going to listen to all of these. You you absolutely should download this album right now. And now now you've got now you've got the drums going with the fucking full-on violin that's being played full tilt. Ugh. You know what I think they do really well is is you know we talk about a lot of times uh, people when they're doing remixes or or covers taking it and sort of making it their own in a way i feel like what they do really well is taking what was there and augmenting it because you know again these are the same people that did the automata one that juxta uh had picked out which 
you know, it's all very atmospheric, just like the, they're originally designed for the different zones. Well, it's not, uh, this is not the same performer, it's the same collection of music. But they all still have that in, in, in common. They do. Yeah, yeah you're right. build to the ending it really is like this was probably one of my favorite tracks off the whole album i just you know when you have a slightly different take on a track like it makes me feel differently about the original Mm -hmm. I think that I think that a good cover should do that. Should yes, make you feel cover, slightly covers specifically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's go to our last one. We'll go to our last featured track here. We 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 move through a lot of music today. This has been a hefty every single limit time music. we've done a limit breaking music. We've done more and more tracks. Yeah, like I think our original LBM only has like three four? or four. I think yeah, four. yeah, yeah. Um, so of course, as I had mentioned before, ending today on. <laughs> Husky by the Geek. Oh yeah! Stormblood Boss Dungeon. Here we go. I still listen to his superhero medley like on like a constant occasion. does that I absolutely just love is that he rolls so many different genres of rock in together and in in on themselves that it's not just a unique take on the music from FF14 it's it's a pretty unique take on on how to approach a cover overall it's something that's very unique to him as a performer and yeah. an artist yeah Like like a, a lot of his medleys, he has a pretty amazing ability to take multiple themes and roll them in together. Mm-hmm. I think that's why the superhero medley is like so cool because it's three different tracks that yeah. sound like one.
the added harmony is really good. is a whole nother animal. He's so good at the doodly doodlies. <laughs> the doodly doodlies. Husky can doodly my doodly. It's so distinctive. You hear them like, oh, Husky. Yeah, Husky by the Geek, master of the doodly doodly. Here, wrapping up uh, limit breaking music for today. Uh, he also that, has a Doma City dungeon. Oh, yeah, like one. He has a Doma he does. It's, oh. That one's good too. I can't he does. Say which yeah, I, and, the, and the thing is, is that we had to pick one. We don't want to, we don't, we don't want to, uh, you know, like double up. We don't just um, want like an LVM of just only Husky music? No, we can't. We can't <laughs> just feature Husky. Um, so uh, we, got a, we got a little bit more time before we uh, wrap up the show uh, here. So if anyone did want to call in, uh, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Now's the time to do it. Uh, we're going to try to uh, take as many calls as we can before we wrap up here. But we did have one little one little thing to talk about before oh? we wrap up the show. Uh, Nika, you and I sat down a couple of weeks ago and we watched Daddy of Light. <laughs> oh, or yes, at did. least I watched one episode of Daddy of Light Forward. with you. Um, I, I can't say that I was terribly pleased or happy about it. Um, but it was a thing that we did. And we... As Sevo Kevo has pointed out multiple times, we, we plugged it and then never talked about it, mostly because we ran out of time. Also, because it doesn't fucking matter. But um, I guess let's talk about Daddy of Light uh, and see if anyone wants to uh, to? wants to call in here. Um, did you guys watch it? Cause Not I, yet. No. 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 All right. Can I give can I just give my review of it? Are you overall? mental? I mean, if you want. I, was the one who, I watched it all the way through. Let me just give like a preface for it. Okay. Like everybody going into this knew it was going to be cheesy, right? Like, like, okay, it's over dramatized. Like you could see from, shut up. You could see from the trailer that was going to be I'm cheesy. I'm a girl. I like dicks. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> but I think cheese aside, I was everything I've seen from everyone. And I will agree with this is that it's, it was much better than I thought thought it was going to be like i just i expected it to be cheesy but there were actual moments where i was like oh i kind of have that similar feeling in my life or you know there was a whole part where something sad happens and i actually like teared up for half a second please don't Um, admit that please don't No, i I, i'm a very sensitive person i cry at commercials okay like where a dad like (laughs) in the military comes home and the kid sees them and they hug i cry like i just i cry i don't even have a a parent in the military but (laughs) i don't care i'm super sensitive um (laughs) But I, I just feel like there was they were very clever in the way they would use the music from Final Fantasy fourteen in the real life situations when he was like snooping through his dad's desk and they would play like some of the music from the game. And I thought that they actually, for as cheesy as it was, it's worth a watch. Let me, especially I, I will, because it's based on a real story. I will say this, okay? Don't watch it because it's based on a real story. The only redeeming quality that it had was that the way that it wove the game into the story was not the worst thing ever, right? Like, <laughs> huh? it, it was it was passable 
in terms of, hey, this is a show that is sort of like in in its premise based around an online game. And how do you give it a 10? How how exactly do you make that translate? I think that they did a good job of that. But that's it. Like, it was not a compelling story. The actors oh, weren't very good. The, act, the acting could have been better. Um, I, I think the story was compelling enough. Like, you know, like, you're, what do you do when your dad suddenly quits their job? And you're like, you know, I'm going to try to bond with him by getting him to play the game that I play. I feel like there's a lot that could be said for, for family bonding in general over like, you know, a lot of us bond with friendships and we make relationships over the like, video games. And I feel like in the end too, like there was a couple points in the, the second to last episode. And then the last episode of just kind of like a side off side spinoff story that just talks about how the adventure on final fantasy 14 isn't just a game. It's about the connections and relationships you form along the way with the people that you meet. And except I know that except, except us- Square Enix undercuts that with their own fucking game by putting in matchmaking and making it making it like that you don't have to talk to anyone ever at any point. I mean, exactly. But I feel like a lot all of us have that experience with an MMO in one way or another. And I feel like that the feel of like, oh, hey, these people are like friends. They bonded over this. This is this is cute. Like we all can connect with that. And I feel like while watching that, I was remembering like the nostalgic feelings I had for FF11 and for early on in FF14. And it also really makes me miss the fact that I don't have that feeling now in 14. Okay. Um, So the best part about this show about Final Fantasy 14 is your memories about Final (laughs) Fantasy 11. (laughs) Right. Guys, Board Prince, I think, puts it perfectly for me. Unless the story is set up to follow LBR's original dissection of the teaser, I probably won't watch it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, And you know what? Um... I it mean, I'll, like I'll admit I'll, things that make you like happy and feel good like that. That's, this is for you. But if you're not porn? into that, then I mean, oh. I just look, look, it's not said outright anywhere during the narrative. But I think that my initial read of the trailer still holds up <laughs> because at no point did we not see his dad take him downstairs, shackle him to the roof and throw <laughs> cornflakes flake by flake at his mouth. Jeez, that, we didn't that see that it. Part. It just it never happened. And it, it, it didn't. And and, and 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 that's not to say that it couldn't have happened. And that's not to say that it didn't happen at some point off camera or every night off camera. Um, we could just kind of draw those conclusions on our own. Yeah. If and there's nothing, there's nothing contextually yeah, to say that it didn't happen. So very well could have. Let's just go no with that. Dick. Let's just go with that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so uh, okay. let's uh, Nika. Did you have any more final thoughts that that you wanted to share about Daddy of Light? No, just if you like those da- cheesy little feel light. good, like yeah, it is Dad of Light. It's Daddy of Light. Daddy of Light. It's Daddy of Light. <laughs> if you like cheesy feel good, that'll kind of like make you emotional and also want some MMO. This is perfect. I don't think it's a Nero's cup of tea. Clearly, what a niche that that's filling, guys. But I mean, not really though. Like, thank God that Netflix is stepping in on the content game and making sure that all seven people who wanted this series was able to see it. None of this was funny at all. A lot of people who like just to find cheesy feel good things, just to kind of make them feel good. And what what better way than to actually find something that. Nika, you don't, you don't, Nika, you do not need to explain this concept to me. I have been watching 100 plus episodes of the Pokemon anime (laughs) for no no reason that I can discern other than I might be going through some depression. That's the Um, only (laughs) reason. So, are you sold on any of the Ash in a coma or has everything (laughs) left? 
Say that again, Nika. <laughs> okay, Chief Aside has a point that if you're gonna watch something on Netflix, you're choosing between the Death Note live action or Dad of Light. Choose Dad of Light. You know what? You know what? In that very specific situation, gun to your head, someone is saying you have to watch either ne- Death Note or Dad of Light. Go with Dad of Light. Wait, which one's shorter? Yes. Death Note, because I think it's a movie. Yeah, yeah, Death Note is a movie. Death yeah. Anime. Eight episodes. Death anime. Note, Sorry, guys. There's an anime. Uh, what? What? Of Death Note? Carla wants to know. I'm talking about the Death Note live action movie. What if, the live action movie. What if Daddy no. of Light was directed by David Lynch? What would that look like? It would never have gotten made. It would have never. It would have <laughs> never been. If there'd be made like in empty the donuts on the table. There'd <laughs> be like donuts? women in <laughs> women stop, in plastic Stop! Roles. Stop! Stop! What are empty donuts? <laughs> What? What are empty donuts? Empty donut boxes. No, that's no, not what you, you said. said. Empty donuts. <laughs> that is not at all it's what a, you said. It's I like where like, you. It's like where you like you know eat a donut, but you only eat the inside. So it's like a little. I, was say, husk I feel of donut. like I, an empty donut would be like the ones that are filled with custard, <gasps> but there's nothing on the inside, so Juxta bites into this it, and then he's just like, <gasps> oh, and he's he would he would never have been so betrayed and heartbroken as he would be in that moment. Yeah, that's probably fair. That's probably fair. Um, so. Uh, anyway, I don't know how we got there, but, um... Several Kevo's fault. Anyway, why are you watching Pokemon again? Uh... Depression. Depression. I was gonna say, that actually weirdly makes sense. The reason that he's got into Pokemon so hard is because he's just going through some shit in his life. Yeah, just, I'm going through some things. I'm trying to work some stuff out. I mean, listen, I did see on Facebook the other day that the perfect encapsulation of millennial culture is to surround ourselves with as many things from our childhood while the world burns around us. It's his penis and he can do whatever he wants with it. So it's probably what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, guys, I'm in the middle of working it out. This is why we're so angry that Final Fantasy isn't like Final Fantasy used to be. Right. Like, it doesn't fit in. I used I used to be. Yeah, that's right. I used to be able to take all of my depression and funnel it into the MMO that I was playing. But I can't do that anymore because it's not as fun as it used to be. So now I've got to find things that I used to like. And I've gone all the way back to Pokemon. That's how far I had to rewind that clock. That's how sad my life is. So congratulations. You all got to have a little nice little looky-loo on my personal life these days. That's fun. Who- what a totally amazing, excellent discovery. Not really. No. This Sarcasm. is This is this is like this is like finding sadness, digging deeper and finding more sadness. What kind of shit are you? I don't really know. I haven't decided yet. I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, let's go back to our, let's go back to our phone lines. We got somebody. We do. Well, uh, we're we're gonna run the last couple of minutes. Uh, let's go back to our phone lines and talk to uh, Ansari. What's up, Ansari? Hey, what's uh, what's going on, Nero? What's going on, guys? Hey, um, thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. Uh, yeah, no, no problem. I've just recently started listening to you guys, probably within the last two or three weeks, and I don't really oh, catch you guys live. This is the first time. Nice. Uh, Welcome I do to catch the, the YouTube videos, and I actually just recently started playing the game again. Um, I've been around since 1.0. Um, of course, I came back during 2.0, and then I quit right after the Anima Weapon releases, and then I came back during Heaven's Ward, and I quit again right after <laughs> Alexander was released. So you are a, a, a living example of exactly what the fuck we were talking about earlier in the show. Wow, that's so right, much Right, right, right. Okay. And I th- I, what I specifically wanted to speak about today 
um, is the like the progression to get into Endgame. And I got flamed for this the other day on the official Final Fantasy XIV uh, Facebook group. <laughs> Can't post okay. anything. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's- I, and I mean, I got I got really flamed for something that I I felt like I had a valid point and people agreed with what I had to say, but there were more people that were more willing to kiss Square Enix's ass yep. than there were people that were willing to kind of stand up for themselves and well, say, okay, like, right we're kind of well, oh, Hold on. Can I, can I, I think I can try to at least put a little bit of context on that. And I think the reason why is that anyone who would have placed themselves in quote unquote, our camp or would, would have defended uh, your opinion have, long since exited the game and have stopped even engaging things on Facebook groups because like we've known for a long time that that that's that's just kind of what happens that there are way more people who want to jump all over Yoshi P and Square Enix's dick as opposed to actually have the fucking conversation and and again I think that's what is important about this show and why we program the show like we do is because when we see places where discussions like this should be happening and either they're shouted down or they're modded out of existence that's fucked up and that happens all too often at places like our FFXIV and the you know the, these fucking Facebook groups and so the discussion never even gets to be had so if we've got to right. be the ones to drive that fucking discussion point we're going to be the ones to do that right and um shit I forgot what I was going to say so what was, um, what was what was the point that you were making well, on, on the thread that got you flamed the point was was that you know the the preview for 4.1 came out and everything was you know fine and dandy about that and you know i got excited about 4.1 content of course uh, i can't get too excited about it because it is more limited than previous patches sure um but my point was like i got excited and then i also got kind of disappointed and the reason i got disappointed was because you know it's just we've been doing the same goddamn thing since 2.0 yeah okay and in, in terms of progression to get into in game and now the the reason i got flamed is because i don't raid okay and it's not because mm-hmm. i don't want i don't it's not because i don't want to i have been in an active free company since day one and i have switched free companies the reason i got flamed is because people misinterpreted things that i said and said that I was complaining that in-game content is too hard, and I never said that. (laughs) I enjoy the challenge. The reason why I enjoy the challenge is because, I mean, we love games like Dark Souls, right? Like, it's a punishing franchise, but it's rewarding when you finally beat that content, right? Yeah. But I felt like to get into in-game, it's almost like it's handed to you, and I got flamed for complaining about the Tome Grind. Well, because the tone grind, fucking, is, yeah, it's bullshit, it's man. Boring. It's yeah. boring. Yeah, boring. You, it is we've very been boring. doing it for four years, and I, I made a suggestion. I said, well, instead of grinding for tomes, since they're already giving you gear yeah. in the expert dungeons, that is completely useless because you're going to replace it after a few runs, anyways. Right. Why not grind those dungeons to get the gear from the coffers in the dungeons? It was just a suggestion. By no means do I think it's perfect. By no means do I think it would be the end-all replacement. But it was just one suggestion out of a multitude of suggestions 
to make progress to get into raid content. And and, because, and and I think and I think what you're experiencing with that kind of, with a backlash on something like that, which is you, you're right. That's a pretty simple suggestion. It may not be a cure all, but it's something that would effectively change the way that people are playing FF14 right now. It would change what right. your goals are when you log on, and I think that's what we're what is needed the most. So so right. let, let me let me see if I can try to explain what's going on because. This is the same shit that happens to us all the fucking time. <laughs> all the fucking time. Well, like the grind is just boring, and I thought something new and refreshing. That's the whole point. Refresh it. Make right. it different. Stop repeating the same thing that we've done for three and four years, because at this current point in time, the same people that I played 1.0 with, the people that I played 2.0 with, I never see them online. They're anymore. gone. They they're come back for a new patch. They grind the fuck out of that patch, and then they're gone for three more months. Yep. Yep. You're you're a hundred percent right, and I think that that's both frustrating and dismaying as an MMO player who knows that that is sort of like not even the first or second step to to having anecdotal evidence that the game is on in fact on its way out but like the, it's it's beyond anecdotal like this, we've experienced a game uh, an MMO like this dying enough times where we know what this ends up leading to we know oh, oh geez Whoa. oh sorry and, about and that we're and, we're, done. and we're done and we're done with the show sorry about that um but the thing is is that i, I just I don't I don't I don't buy it like I don't buy the idea that Square Enix doesn't know that this is a fucking problem. I don't buy the idea that Square Enix doesn't doesn't realize that they're getting less people logging on every time there's a new patch, every time there's a new expansion and they're logging on for less time. There's less time. Now you're talking about coming coming out with a new patch with less content every odd numbered patch. Exactly. And and you're and, shooting yourself in the foot. <laughs> and the people and the people that sit there and they want to shout you down and they want to tell you that you don't know what you're talking about because you don't raid are the same fucking people that'll sit in our chat room or will send us emails when they hear an opinion that they don't like and instead of arguing the point they go, "Well, you don't know. You don't know. You've never raided. Right. You don't know." I'm also curious right. how many of those people are sitting there screaming like you don't raid that actually raid themselves. I feel like actual raiders who are into the end game don't talk like that. And they also are aware of the flaws in the racism that exists. It exactly. Wouldn't be like, well, if you raided, you'd have content to do. Nobody who's actually raiding believes that. I, I yes, I, I'm, I'm much <laughs> more, I'm much more likely. People who are bragging about it, they're just trying to flex their digital dicks anyway. So yes, yes. Know, and, 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 and I'm, I don't care how big your EP is. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if you've done all the raid content and I haven't. Like I said, I, I don't raid currently and i would like to raid but it's just there's no one on to fucking raid the game with you know what i mean like my free company's dead besides like maybe four or five people who just recently started logging back in and i said the other night i have two jobs currently at 70 i have dark knight and i have samurai both are at 70 and i'm ready to start raiding they're both at where not maybe i could enter savage but where i could enter the non-savage part yeah. of the raid yeah and i made a suggestion the other night when those people logged on i said hey why don't we go do delta escape v1 i haven't done it yet and the unanimous response to me was meh 
Yeah, because okay. no one needs anything out of it. You know why? Because they got <laughs> they got all their fucking tone gear that's ten eye levels ahead of that shit. Yep. All right. of that gear, all of that gear was DOA, unless, like me, you took your sweet motherfucking <laughs> time with the content. Because you know what? I actually use that shit. I actually use that gear. And the, and the old, that's, that's another the, problem with this game is the way that gear is handed to you yes. and how quickly it becomes useless. And I wanted to agree with you guys about the, the unending coil of Bahamut and that the weapon that you would get from that is completely pointless if it is not at least five eye levels higher yep. than what the current highest uh, weapon in the raid tier is. Or, like you guys suggested, a ring that scales, something that makes sense because you can't fill that one slot anyways. Right. So it makes sense to have something that's going to carry you, if not to the end of this expansion and into 5.0 or, you know, whenever that comes, at least midway into, if not maybe three quarters of the way into 4.0 and, and leading into 5.0, if that even happens. Right. Um, you know, I, I and I view you guys as not being critical of the game because you hate the game. I view you guys as being critical of Final Fantasy 14 uh, because you probably love this game as mm -hmm. much as I did. Yeah. You know, when, you. when A Realm Reborn first came out and when a 1.0 was absolute shit, but I stuck around because even though I knew it was a garbage ass game, I played Final Fantasy 11. I came into Final Fantasy 11 very late into its life cycle, but it was my first MMO. Mm -hmm. I didn't like WoW. I tried WoW. I hated their toxic community. Yeah. And when I first played Final Fantasy 11, I fell in love, not just because of the game, but because of the people. Yeah. And that's I something agree. else that you guys are discussing tonight was that, you know, you kind of remember 11 more because of the people and the relationships that you built in that game than you do the actual content of the game itself. And with Final Fantasy fourteen, you don't have either one of those. There's there's not really a lot of memorable content. And there's not any kind of bonds that you would feel like you would lose out on if you were to quit playing and never come back tomorrow. Do Dodge Dodge in our chat nailing it right here. Man, this this man is preaching to the choir. Yep, you're in the you, right place. We're you, all yeah, the same you, you found, here. Yeah, you found your home. Congratulations. You, 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 you don't you don't need to you don't need to listen to any other show because that's exactly it. Like that is exactly it. And it's and it's not it's less about are, are like holding on to a connection in FF11 and more about the fact that we recognize that that connection was there and that it faded over time. And, and my concern, I think, has been for a long time that that connection was never really even formed with FF14 in the first place or never well, formed or never say, formed well enough in, well, for me, for me, well, at yeah. least for me personally. I would say in 2.0. I felt that, that same feeling in 2.0. I felt the same way that I did when I played, you know, Final Fantasy XI. Uh, I had those bonds. I had those connections with people. I was logging on every single day. I was grinding every single thing I could. And even though I was behind some of my other friends who had more time to play the game, I was still there every day. Yeah. And, and when you were logging in, you felt like you were missing out on something. Right. And this morning, I literally got up. I... Okay, I play early in the mornings. Um, I work for the Postal Service. I'm a mail carrier, so I'm gone. 90% of my day, I'm at work. So when I get up, I actually get up about two or three hours before I even need to be at work. Yeah, I take care of my morning chores, and then when I'm done with all of that, I log into FF14, and, and I, I do my expert dungeon. 
and a trial for the day. That gets my 100 tomes, and I do that four days out of the week to get my cap. And But that's just something for me to do yeah. um, at this point, you know, because nobody else is really around to play the game with. I forgot what my point was, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So in 2.0, I felt like those bonds and, and that reason to play the game still existed, but you're, you're absolutely 100% correct. That has absolutely faded at this point. Yeah. I just came back to Stormblood probably a month after launch because I was excited about Samurai. Samurai was my main yeah. in 11. So when they yeah. finally said, oh, Samurai's in 14, I said, fuck yeah, I got to come back for this. I got that job to 70 in a week, and then I had nobody to play with. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of this, and I'm going to you know rehash what I was saying before, a lot of it comes down to just a lack of stuff to do, because I know a lot of the bonding in 11 came from being in a link shell with people and doing content with them on a regular basis. So what I have now is I have the two days a week I log in. I actually have very close bonds with the eight people or the seven people I raid with. Like we have that bond, but then outside of that, everything else is just smashed through the duty finder. Yeah. And I feel like if I had more content, like if we either had like four man content, that was really hard eight or like 24 man content that actually required a free company that you couldn't just queue up with. And it was hard and it required all of you to be on voice and somebody to lead it. And then all of you to like kind of learn how each other plays. And like you actually bond as a group of 24 people. I feel like that could really do something for the, 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 yeah, okay, Strafe, I'll tell you more about all Um, But it, I just feel like that that's where it comes from, is just, you know, being on and doing the content with other people. And right now, when there's only one type of content, there's not even the opportunity to form those bonds with people. Yeah, no, and I... It's really lacking there. I, I, think, I think you're right. And I think that, you know, when... And again, I think the attachment that people end up forming, um, you know, on an MMO is again yeah it's more about the people and when you're not challenged with the people that you're playing with there doesn't that that ability to connect doesn't happen as often because yes every time i queue into something that's three people especially if i'm rando queuing that i've never met before but i also have no reason to speak to them i've zero zero reason or incentive to speak to them at all and and i I love the dungeons where people talk but how many times have you gone into an expert you say hi nobody says anything back you do the whole dungeon you believe nobody says nobody says anything because there's no reason to you're never going to see them again exactly um uh anyway thank you so much and sorry for uh, giving us a call uh, I do want to encourage you to call back call again keep listening um, even if your interest in FF14 is waning we do have a whole bunch of other shows that we produced finally countercast checkpoint radio that should be able to keep you entertained if you just like us as personalities but um, the thing is is that you know please stay engaged please stay with uh, FF14 and with LBR we do want to hear from you again uh, our, our chat room just absolutely loves you so uh, and sorry thank you so much for the call but unfortunately we got to wrap this up because i i feel like i'm gonna die i i honestly feel like i'm getting heat stroke in here and that i may pass out at any moment i i i've seen like like my vision like you know how when you're about to pass out you have dark spots in your vision that's happened twice for me so far so i need i have to get out of this fucking studio man not buttercup 
I'm dying. I'm serious. I'm so dying. We we have four minutes until we hit. Th- you know the fact that we've been recording for three hours. I'm pretty fine with putting out a two minute <laughs> and fifty six or two hour and fifty six minute episode. Uh, that's fine with me. Um, but guys, uh, seriously, everyone, uh, thank you for joining us here today. This has been a fun episode, despite how hot it is. This has been a fun episode of Limit Break Radio. Uh, not just because you guys were calling in and and we got to have some really interesting discussions around uh, Zamfir and in. Sorry, but also because we got to do limit breaking music, and that's always one of our favorite segments to do. So, thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in and for checking out the show today. Limitbreakradio.com is where you can check out the website. You can find a full archive of our show going back to when this started uh, a little bit more than uh, two years ago. Uh, when we started the show back up three years ago now, I don't even, I've lost fucking track of, of, uh, but you know what? You can check out the full archive going back all the way 10 years, uh, or 11 years now when we launched the show for FF11. So, uh, that's all available over at our website, limitbreakradio.com. I want to thank my crew, Juxta, Kahlo, uh, Nika, and, uh, and, and Kooky Persona for manning the, uh, phone lines. I'm an hero. Keep listening. Limit Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. This episode was produced by Kahlo Landis, Juxtaposition, and Kooky Persona. Final Fantasy XIV and Aorzi are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Miri Kennett, Satori Komeshi, Dark Flux, Null Package, Shira Hartslot, Nexian Theta, Brian Alexander, Tommy Carlson, Hirsch Fersh, and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. To support Limit Break Radio, visit Patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at Facebook.com slash Daniel Lambie Metal Gamer. Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by the Geek. Listen to this and other great Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at Facebook.com slash Husky by the Geek. In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at DiamondMM.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content.